1: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
0: Hey, this is Scott Norton, and you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style. On today's show, we'll be reviewing King of Pro Wrestling and previewing the Super Junior Tag League, answering your questions, and covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns over at socialsuplex.com. This episode of Keeping a Strong Style is brought to you by Power Slam TV. If you're a fan of independent wrestling, Power Slam TV has over 6,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world. Use the promo code SocialSuplex to get your first month free. Also, make sure you check out our Pro Wrestling tea store, ProWrestlingTees.com, slash Social Suplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong Style t-shirt, as well as other shirts here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Young boy, how you doing, man?
2: Keeping it strong style. 98 98 weeks deep going strong
0: yes we are two weeks away from the big 100th episode of our special guest interview
2: giving you guys all 98 inches (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) bro i feel like i haven't seen you in forever
0: i know it's it's been a hot minute man where you been i've
2: been here where you been (laughs) you see how you see how clean the dojo looked yeah a lot better than the dojo in japan unfortunately
0: (laughs) yeah unfortunately yeah there was a Typhoon this weekend uh, Dojo was flooding I know a lot of people were affected by that uh, typhoon Including uh, John Moxley and Zach Sabre Jr.
2: AEW was behind this
0: Yes, uh, Tony Khan Tony
2: Khan and Shad Khan were behind this The
0: Khan money is so long <laughs> They can buy natural disasters
2: 98 episodes long? Yes <laughs> Nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes, you know, Tony Khan He, he used that con money to buy a typhoon that caused travel delays to stop John Moxley from going over because he did not want Moxley to do the job to Juice Robinson.
2: Not since the Montreal screw job have I seen such a gross abuse of power by a wrestling promoter. Uh, this just disgusts me. It disgusts yeah. me, and um, you know, it's the fans. We're the ones who lose. Thanks, Tony.
0: Yeah, I mean, thanks, I mean, Kenny, Kenny confirmed it on Twitter. Said the typhoon was on the payroll. So
2: thanks, Nick Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, uh, Brandy <laughs> The sad thing is We're we're joking about this But there are people who are deadly serious That AEW had something to do with Moxley You know what n- the sad
2: thing is If I wasn't on the group chat with you guys And you guys weren't screenshotting Like what crazy fans have said I wouldn't know that people had this opinion I would think that Because I'm not on Twitter So I, I don't That's where I learned everything is from you guys So like, <laughs> the bubble you guys exist in I live in a microcosm of that bubble. Like it's, I'm like a single celled organism within that. Like makeup.
0: You're you're in the safe place. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. There's a lot of craziness going on. You know the the, the FDS the sharing tree.
2: I'm in the sharing tree. <laughs> yeah. The,
0: the FDS will find any excuse to you know attack anybody. But
2: bro, before we get started, anything anything going on in your life? What's going on with you, man?
0: Nothing really, man. Just getting ready for. You know, Super Junior Tag League coming up. Uh, oh man! So, so <laughs> the uh, Social Suplex fifth birthday is October twentieth. That is, uh is five days away. Oh man! So what are we getting? I don't know. I, was, I think we should. I don't know. I was going to talk to Rich see if we could do like a, maybe we do a special episode. Maybe kind of talking about the origins of Social Suplex and some of the highlights we've had over the last uh, five years.
2: I'd be down for that.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
2: I mean, I'm just assuming I'm part of it, but I'm down for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe we can do like a round table, however it's over here.
2: Um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, in my life, I got sued. You got sued? Yeah, I got sued, man. Um, so if we, if we have any lawyers who are listening to this and would like to assist me, I've got mere days to uh, file some, uh, some exemptions and things of that nature. So hit, hit your boy up. Uh, number two, my sister's getting married this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a crazy time. My whole family is gonna be in the same room.
0: The young family.
2: Oh my god! The old family. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the young boy family. They're all gonna be in the same room for the first time in like I don't know twenty years. Mm. Yo, so it's like, man,
0: it's is it, is, it, is it gonna be a battle royal?
2: Combustible elements. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! So we
2: got that going on, and then um, you know, King of Pro Wrestling.
0: Yeah. So overall, yeah, bro, I got sued. Crazy, yeah. You have to tell me the, the, that story <laughs> off air.
2: They came after me, bro. They came looking for me. I was like, I'm I'm like uh, Midnight Rider, like Dusty. <laughs> I got a freaking mask on, I gotta hide from these. You need to call uh,
0: Stephen P. New. Who, who's Stephen P. New? That's uh, Jim Cornette's lawyer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, it's already
2: pretty much there. Already, they already got me. It's pretty much a done deal. I, I, I'm doing the job, like, it's pretty bad.
0: Mm. So uh, folks if you want to help out the young boy You can buy a shirt You guys don't
2: understand like I got bills I got gym dues that are coming up Like I gotta pay for my gym dues Like sucks Bu-
0: okay. Buy a keeping a strong style shirt to help Please out the young boy Please buy a keeping a strong style <laughs> <shirt>. <laughs> To help pay these uh, court uh, fees Better yet yeah, you
2: can find me on Venmo
0: <laughs> Go straight I'll, to the source I'm also
2: on the cash app You can also PayPal me So uh, yeah 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 Let's let's get into this, man. It's yeah, so king uh, of pro wrestling.
0: King show. of pro wrestling. So, so few of our predictions
2: came true. Yeah, so so uh, few.
0: No Moxley, no Saber. Um, we had some card reshuffling due to um, the travel issues with Saber and Moxley not being able to make it. Moxley being stripped of the U.S. title due to a New Japan rule where if a wrestler has a title and fails to make the advertised. Uh, title match that wrestler is stripped No matter why they couldn't make it to the show So Moxley stripped the U.S. title uh, Sabre not able to be his multi-man Had to switch all kind of things up here on this card um, So overall, if everything What did you think about this show, man? Um,
2: in comparison to many other major pro wrestling shows That are taking place around the same time frame and I am and including a lot of the the big shows that are getting people's attention, including, like, weekly television programming here in the States. I thought it was a good show. I didn't overall think that this was the level of high-end quality that I'm used to from a New Japan Major 4, Major 5 pay-per-view. Um, but with that being said, it wasn't at all a bad show. Um, I don't, however, think that this really is a strong candidate for, like, Show of the year or anything like that at all
0: Yeah um, and I agree with you I, th- I think it was I think it was a very good show But like you said overall For being one of the bigger New Japan shows of the year um, It, it kind of missed for me And several parts of the show um, uh, Overall I felt like the show was just too long
2: Ooh, It was real,
0: yeah so And we're used to you know Wrestle Kingdom is going like 5-6 hours And they don't feel long
2: Right right
0: and, you know, even Dominions, we've other big pay-per-view shows that have gone, you know, four or five hours long, they're usually a breeze and flow very well. This show, man, by the time we started getting to some of those singles matches, I was like, yo, what time is it? Like, I started watching this thing at, like, 5.30 in the afternoon, and it was, like, 9.30 at night, and I still... Hadn't even started like the main event yet I was like what is going on
2: (laughs) Yeah I think on paper This looked to be one of the stronger King of pro wrestlings in the last few years I'm like I'm looking at the 2018 show right now And that was the one headlined with Omega Cody and Ibushi And you know we had Tanahashi and Jay White on that same card Kushida, Marty Skrull Evil and Saber I kind of remember being slightly let down By that show but I think overall I I actually preferred that show even though this one had the better lineup on paper,
0: yeah, you know, uh, somebody threw out in our group chat. They think they thought that uh, this show was better than Dominion this year. Would you agree or disagree with that?
2: Oh, I, I completely disagree with that. I don't. Someone in our group chat. Yeah, someone. Uh, Muzza. Oh, absolutely not, Muzza. You're smoking rocks. <laughs> Smoking rocks, (laughs) dog. No, not even close. Not even like nowhere near it.
0: Yeah, I I think yeah, Dominion blew us out the water.
2: I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm thinking that what WrestleCam is the show of the year right now, right? Oh yeah, Yeah. that's why I'm. I, I mean, I haven't done a retrospect, but yeah, I don't think this is even close. But I mean, again, this is this is me coming from a place where I'm used to blow away. Big, You know big pay-per-view shows from um, New Japan when it comes to King Pro Wrestling Even if like it's a step down It's usually like a B-plus to a B-level pay-per-view And I, I didn't think this one completely delivered But that's not to say it was a bad show It was a good show
0: Yeah, it was a very good show So um, yeah, let's start breaking this thing down So uh, the card opened up with the return match for El Desperado Desperado teaming up with Yoshinobu Kanemaru to defeat Sho Yo at 10 minutes and 55 seconds This was originally supposed to be a six-man tag uh, That would have featured a Doki on the Suzuki Gun side And Taguchi on the Rapungi 3K side
2: You know, I actually was more excited for that six-man that six Than I was for this tag team match um, I think most people preferred to get the tag team match Because I think that a lot of fans are more custom, I mean, you know, we see tag team matches, but they are rare than your average six-man tag Right So I think p- there's a lot of people that were pleasantly surprised by this, but I wasn't one of them Just because I've seen Desperado and Kanemaru take on yo so many times Especially,
0: so we're recording this Tuesday night, tomorrow, Wednesday is the first night of Super Junior Tag League, and this is a match that's going to be on tomorrow's show
2: Yeah, and it's not, and you know what, the thing is with that when I say we've seen them wrestle so many times They did something very similar Just last year At the same time Right Right at the uh, Junior Tag League So it's I Now I guess you can commend New Japan Because that's a bit of continuity And it kind of makes sense And for, for, for some viewers This might have been more enjoyable And it was a good match It was a good little yeah, match Yeah I thought it was a
0: good opening match But at the same time With this being It's probably going to be one of the highlighted matches On tomorrow's card Right It's like we're just seeing it now. It's a repeat. We're going to see it again Wednesday. I'm hoping the Wednesday match is uh, a little bit higher pace than this one. This was kind of, you know, a quick, you know, 10-minute opening match.
2: It didn't feel too quick. Uh, It dragged a little bit for me. Like, uh, there was a lot of heat in this match, which is fine. But I felt like Kanemaru and – this was a Southern-style tag through and through. I guess I'm
0: saying quick because normally these guys are, like, in the main event of a show. And they're going, like, 20 minutes but uh, but yeah, it was a little bit long for an opener, um, and of course, you know, you had um, no surprise Suzuki Goon jumping at the bell, um, Desperado and Kanemaru kind of going back to their old ways, and
2: now ev- everybody looked good in this match, and everybody played their part really well. And you know, we without going further, we have to acknowledge this. This was the return of El Desperado. He's been on the shelf since back in what May April yeah,
0: with the broken jaw.
2: Yeah, and he came out, he was looking a bit heavier
0: uh, Yeah, I thought I was the only one that noticed that. yeah
2: No, he was looking heavier, he he definitely hasn't uh, I don't think it's necessarily even good weight I think he's just packing on a some poundage A little, little
0: thick A little
2: thick <laughs> uh, He was looking different <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he came out with a shirt that, that was blood splattered And they said that it was the same attire that he wore in his death match with Jun Kasai I'll, I'll tell you the truth, I saw that match I don't remember that shirt. That shirt didn't look like it was the same shirt to me. I think that's just a gimmick. I, th- <laughs> I think he was in his like garage, like putting some Halloween
0: paint. That's what it looked like to Bought me. Bought some of the uh, the red like yeah c- uh, food coloring dye or whatever. That's what it
2: kind of looked like. It didn't look like it was the same to me. But I get what he was doing, and I appreciated it. And I think the crowd was very excited to see Desperado back in action, and uh, he looked good. I mean, you know, his physique wasn't what it's been, but he looked good, and. You know, the, the point of this match was to kind of establish Kanemaru uh, and Desperado as once again being a top threat in the Junior Tag League. I think they did a good job of that.
0: Right, and definitely uh, one of the teams to look out for in the Super Junior Tag League, which we'll be uh, taking a look at a little bit later on in the show tonight. But yeah, so Desperado hits the Pinche Loco after uh, Whiskey, Miss, Whiskey missed and a ref bump. It's a Tori special. Yeah, it's a Tory special, so Suzuki-gun gets the win here.
2: Yeah, good little match. Probably like three stars And um I think that this team Well I know They're capable of having Much better matches Than this They probably will Have a better match Tomorrow during the Tag league Because what Their main eventing Right
0: I believe they are Yeah
2: So I'm sure That that will be better But you know They never really Blow me away I'm never blown away By the Rampongi 3k Uh Um, suzuki Goon tag team right? Tag I, I even matches. feel
0: when when they're in main events That have longer matches I feel it usually levels Off like three and a half, three, seven, five I
2: think they had one four star That we kind of liked a lot but other than that Like yeah they kind of it's a lot of the same Shenanigans a lot of, and we'll talk about this More when we talk about junior tag league but uh, You know we're, I'm glad to see Desperado back in action And I thought that this is good
0: Yep. Yeah. So then we had uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi in the continuing of his uh, 20th anniversary series That he's been having On this tour, here he teamed up with Tomioka Hanma to defeat Togi Makabe and Toriano 9 minutes and 45 seconds.
2: This was fine. Um, I was glad. I mean, you know, I'm glad that they're uh, doing some sort of gimmick to commemorate uh, Tanahashi's, um, you know, uh, 20th anniversary. And um, they brought out Inui as well.
0: Yeah, Wataru Inui.
2: Yeah, and he was uh a, so during the generation of Tanahashi there's a lot of like talk of him Shibata and um uh Nakamura being like the new generation three musketeers but if people remember um <clears throat> Shinsuke Nakamura didn't actually debut around the same time as them it was a couple years later. He was from a uh, a further back generation. Um it would be sort of like saying that Dave Finley, Juice Robinson, and, like, Ren Narita are the three musketeers. Mm. They're, they're from different generations, you know Yeah. I mean? So he was a young line when when Tanahashi and Ainui and Shibata became, you know, full-fledged stars. Um, the real third-generation musketeer originally was Ainui. It was, like, those were the guys that were, like, earmarked as being the, the new musketeers of Shibata, Tanahashi, and Ainui. And they all debuted, like, around the same time. And, um, yeah, so that was really, but he, he retired, I believe in twenty. I, I think tw- the
0: announcer said like 2014. Yeah. I was gonna say 2014. Like, so I think a neck injury, they said. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you know, I didn't love, I know his work to be honest. Like he was, he was a big guy. Well, not big, but he was muscular, um, a little bit slower, but there are those fans out there that are big fans of his from back in that time period. So I thought that was a, a fitting touch to bring him out. And obviously there's so much history between Hanma, Mach Bay, Toriano, um, you know, going back to the GBH days and Tanahashi being the ace of the company.
0: Yeah, and um, then uh, Tanahashi made his debut against um, Makabe when he was a junior.
2: Yes, at when he debuted as a, or I don't know, if he, I don't did, did they debuted against each other or no?
0: I think I don't know if it was Makabe's debut uh-huh. or not. I always forget, but
2: yeah, uh, Togi Makabe was Shinya Makabe back then. If it, yeah, you know, and he was a junior, believe it or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so crazy to think about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, You can find that match. It's out there. It's online for sure. I've seen it before. But um, yeah, so a lot of history here. These guys, man, boy, oh boy, man, everyone. Now this, I'm not gonna, I'm not cutting down the wrestlers in this match, but everyone in this match was hurting. You could tell. Uh, Tanahashi looked rough. Um, Hama looked the way he always does post, you know, neck injury um Makbe was Togimokbe. He took his one
0: king of no bumps
2: one to, did he take aim? he took a bump i think
0: yeah i think he took yeah he took more than usual i feel like
2: and even toriano uh didn't do a lot of the toriano shenanigans that we see i mean he did some but he tends to kind of cut down on that a bit when he teams with togemakbe because i think they like to harken back to the gbh days a, a bit more most violent
0: players yeah yeah
2: yeah the most violent players gimmick so um we kind of saw less of what I like to see out of Yano these days. But the match was fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a fun little match. You had some funny spots with Tanahashi and Hanuma doing the double Kokeshi. I liked those spots. Yeah, it's a fun fun little good little match, you know. Everybody
2: got their stuff in. It was noticeable, though, how, how much, like, the level that Tanahashi, even in his battered state, like anytime he did something that was so much more crisp and dynamic than the other guys that were in this mat- this match, save for maybe Toriano, who he didn't do a lot in the match, honestly. It was a lot more believe it or not, a lot more Makabe. Yeah. Um But you know, I was kind of anticipating that this twentieth anniversary wasn't like a real thing. I was kind of hoping it was like
0: gonna lead to an angle.
2: Lead to an angle, and it really didn't, which is fine. But you know, it was weird to see Tanahashi on a king of pro wrestling card, second from the bottom. Um, in just, a what's basically the equivalent of a road to opener match.
0: Yeah. It was really weird. You um, know,
2: it makes some, it makes some of the podcasters that used to be on this network who talked about Tanahashi, like going down to like opener status, uh, makes them sound a bit smarter than I thought they were at the time. <laughs> Cause I remember when they said that and I was like, you guys are ridiculous. You have no idea what you're talking about. But, um, yeah when Tanahashi hit the high five flow And then afterwards he was like trying to get up And he was struggling and I was like <laughs> <laughs> Also I was watching this match With a, a non uh, New Japan pro wrestling watcher and they were like I was like oh he's about to hit his finisher Like what's his finish called? I was like the high five flow And they're like that's a frog splash <laughs>
0: <laughs> That looks like a, a Five star frog splash <laughs> That's what they said <laughs> and I was like it's better
2: Because it's the high five flow <laughs>
0: <laughs> But yeah Tanahashi Um Actually, I almost got pinned off of a exposed buckle and cradle by Yano, but it was able to come back with a sling blade and that high fly flow to get the win for him and Hanma. And uh, they had,
2: and it was a cool moment afterwards. They all raised each other hands, congratulate each other, and so, you know, I'm glad to see Tanahashi get, uh, you know, a bit of recognition. He deserves it, but um, I was a, I was a little let down. I was hoping for this I know to be last something. Last week, more. you were
0: like, man, this is a you were like angle alert. Something's gonna happen. I was, and wrong. I, I was waiting for it too. I'm like, okay, here it comes.
2: Cause I'm usually right about stuff like that. Yeah. But I was wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they just uh, welcomed Anui into the ring, had a little celebration. That was cool. Yeah.
2: I thought Shibata should have been there. He's probably hanging out with hot chicks over in LA. I don't know.
0: <laughs> He's a. Uh,
2: chappin', chappin'.
0: <laughs> He's, uh, if, y- if y'all
2: know about the Chappin', Chappin', Shibata stuff, <laughs> you should look it up. <laughs> chappin', chappin',
0: Uh He might have been a, a stalking Kenta.
2: That's true, yeah <laughs> Well, then he really should have been here because Kenta was here
0: Yeah, but you know, he wanted to be in the shadows He wasn't ready to, you know
2: Are you Are you proposing that Shibata should don a, a crow, st- uh, crow sting gimmick and go into the rafters? I,
0: I wasn't thinking about that, but maybe he should Be the
2: man of vengeance? Maybe, yeah He already is silent It wouldn't really be that much of a difference from his character Yeah Just, Oh my god Get him a
0: trench coat, get him a baseball bat
2: <laughs> Bro, I could get behind this <laughs> Bro, and Sting didn't wrestle for like, what, a year and a half? Shepa would never have to wrestle He could just stand up, stand <laughs> in the rafters and strike fear in the heart of Bullet Club Oh my god, give us the book
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man So uh, next up we had uh, Tetsuya Naito and Shingo Takagi Defeating the team of Doki and Taichi this match was originally supposed to be a uh, six-man tag That would have featured uh, Bushi on the LIJ side And Archer and Saber with Chi.
2: That was a, also a more appealing matchup to me um, I understand why they did the shuffling So I'm not going to complain but I do want to say, remember last week how, like, stoked we were for that mat- that lineup?
0: Yeah, because, I, I, man, Dangerous Techers and uh, Archer, I thought that would have been a nice... Oh, that
2: would have been such a cool... That that would have been the coolest of the cool, like, six-man tag, but we didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get it in the future. But, um, listen, um, I think Naito might have got the biggest pop of the night again. I know he always does, but, man...
0: Yeah, it was huge pop. Huge pop. Road Warrior pop. And,
2: uh, like I said, I was watching this with a, I, I, I kind of like watching this with a non, uh, New Japan Watcher different uh, perspective. And they were like, wait, why do they love that guy? Ain't that the guy that lost at the last show? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, JY beat his ass. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I was like, "But he's over. But, um, yeah, he, he, um, Naito was looking rough. We got, we got t-shirt Naito. Naito was, uh, flopping on some stuff. There was some sloppiness here. Um, Doki was Doki, but um, a lot of Tai Chi shenanigans here.
0: Yeah, I mean, another kind of just okay match. You know, you you see a match with Jingo, and normally you think it's it's gonna be well above three stars, but
2: I think his shoulders messed up, right?
0: Yeah, his shoulders all taped up. Um, I'm guessing maybe from the match with Goto, or maybe sometime during that tour he must have tweaked it. But yeah, shoulders all banged up. He wasn't 100, percent and the match was just kind of what it was you know tai chi shenanigans doki shenanigans naito and Chingo fighting from underneath um a lot of my attention
2: was on miho abe i'm not <laughs> gonna lie there, there was stuff that i noticed that i don't always pick up on this I, I know that they've mentioned before that like when tai chi will do things that like when he'll knock over like people's seats, she'll go and like pick it up and stuff yeah but like he uh he'd hit the referee at one point later in the match and she like went and checked on the referee, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "That's awesome." She's like, "Such such a good Samaritan." She's like the Japanese like Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> which would make Taiichi Macho Man.
0: <laughs> so who's who's the Hogan that has lust in his eyes? Doki, mm.
2: the superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, this thing uh, came out to the end here.
2: Maybe w- maybe, maybe uh, Minoru Suzuki.
0: Oh, mm. Suzuki. You have lust in your eyes You have <laughs> lust in your eyes for For miho For miho <laughs> abi. Uh, But yeah this came down uh, the Shingo and Doki Shingo hit a pumping bomber But then Taichi came in Attacked him with the mic stand Hit the ref with the mic stand The ref uh, went for Throughout the match Called for a DQ So Naito and Shingo Win the match via DQ Chi gives no fucks bro Yeah man Did not care about this tag match uh, Then post match Chi lays out uh, Naito with that sickest it was Backdrop a suplex Who did? Chi.
2: I thought Chi hit him with the um With the Freaking what's it called? The last, last ride rod. Yeah
0: but first he hit him with that backdrop suplex I must have missed that Just dumped Naito right on top of his dome mm. Then he hit the uh, last ride Followed up with the pin Had Doki count the one, two, three. Yeah uh, I did notice that
2: when he hit him with the uh, the mic stand, he he bumped straight onto his neck, and I'm like, what yes,
0: f- flat the heck? neck bump. <laughs> why
2: are you doing this to yourself, Naito? <sighs>
0: yeah, it's yeah, it was crazy. And you know, something I totally forgot about why these guys are even feuding. You know, um, they mentioned it on commentary that you know Chi beat Naito during the G one was expecting to get an IC title match from Naito. That's why at the beginning of the match he was like pointing at Naito's waist oh, like
2: Oh I forgot about that. Yeah
0: he's like where's your belt? And so you know Tai was thinking that Naito was gonna beat Jay White and he'd be getting he'd be next in line to get an IC title shot, but Naito failed to beat Jay White and now Tai Chi doesn't get a title shot.
2: Such good storytelling in New Japan. I didn't even think of that. Although I gotta tell you my my I don't have enthusiasm because I'm like oh I don't
0: yeah, I really don't really want to you that See, <laughs> Naito
2: and Taichi again. I mean, I'm fine with it. I I think they have good matches. It's just it's so it just happened and
0: right, it feels like we're getting not only this match, but we're getting a lot of repeat matches right now. Just in New
2: Japan like all year long, which is fine. Like we're kind of used to that, but like there it's not even just repeat matches, but it's repeat programs. Right.
0: Especially it seems like this like this latter part of the year like Kind of going to Wrestle Kingdom is kind of slow we don't want to Blow any Wrestle Kingdom matches so Let's just run back some programs we did Earlier in the year
2: yeah I mean New Japan had they're fantastic At making stars they're fantastic At telling long-term stories uh, They're fantastic at Elevating guys but what they're Not so great at sometimes um, And and You know I'm sure there's people who will disagree and can Find some um you know, they could reference some moments where I'm wrong here. But by and large, there are long periods of time where they just don't move guys around on the card. And I think a lot of that has to do with the cyclical nature of New Japan's booking. They're, you know, it's almost seasonal. And they they do have long-term booking. Because of that, sometimes they can't shift a lot of things around. And when you kind of find yourself in a place where a lot of guys are in stagnated positions, because that's what happens sometimes in New Japan, uh, Naito is a prime example of a guy who's been stagnated to one position for two years now. Yeah, basically and you know uh, Taichi being elevated which they did a fantastic job But He's kind of stagnated and I'm fine with that But when you have that you wind up in in places where the same guys end up facing the same guys a lot because You're kind of pigeonholed into your booking scenario that way So, you know, even though the, the booking in new Japan is probably the best in the world there are some real drawbacks uh, at different times, just depending on what's going on with their talent roster and things like that. And this is a side effect of that, and that's why we're seeing again Taiji and and uh, Naito. And I don't think a lot of people. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a hot. Maybe this is hot over in Japan, but <laughs> over here in the states, I don't think. It's, yeah, I don't think
0: the Western crowd is really uh, digging it. No. So up next we had. Battle Liger we had a question Oh yeah almost missed that yeah from uh, Scott ran he says I think you've Mentioned before but when does Naito's Contract end? he really Seems like he's just treading water now
2: Well I don't know The ins and outs of Contracts for New Japan but I Think that they had gone to a policy Of like every two years I feel so If I remember correctly So I mean I don't know I could be wrong on this Don't quote me but I think feel like his contract could be coming up in January because mm. for a lot of guys, that seems to be the case. Um, but I mean, if indications are, you know, if the rumors and the, you know, expectations of a lot of fans are any have anything to do with it, I don't think he'll be leaving necessarily. But yeah, you're right. It does feel like he's been treading water. That's true.
0: Yeah. Just kind of been uh, stuck in the same spot And so you would think, you know, with so many kind of options Open in the wrestling world right now Would would Tetsuya Naito Potentially be a hot free agent Next year Mm. So, something to keep our eyes on But I I have a a feeling that he'll be He's going to be kind of one of these um, New Japan lifer guys So, Mm we'll see So now moving on We had uh, Battle Liger Taking on Minoru Suzuki uh, this was the first time that I've seen Battle Liger. Uh, I've heard he th- he's done this before. Do you kind of know the history of Battle Liger?
2: You know, I can't give you a point-by-point point, uh, history of uh, Jushin Thunder Liger breaking out this, uh, this gimmick. Um, I will say from what I recall, and if I say the wrong dates, please forgive me, uh, listeners, but the first time I recall him doing the Battle Liger thing was against Shinya Hashimoto, in '94, I want to say if it wasn't '94, then it was like '96. Although it could have been 2000. Uh, <laughs> no, it was earlier than that. It was '94, '96. Yeah, he, he he was still a junior, and he decided to take on. He was a junior champion. He took on uh, Hashimoto when he was, you know, the the IWGP heavy heavyweight champion, and he broke out this kind of gimmick. I even remember there was a time in like the late nineties where he was in the heavyweight division and he fought exclusively with this sort of get up. Didn't look exactly like this. And I'm guessing, um, after he went back down to the juniors and kind of reinvented himself as like an international guy, did runs in like Noah and things like that. He would kind of break this out sparingly. They mentioned Chris Charlton mentioned if I'm, if I heard it correctly, I think he said the last time he did this was like in 2014, In a match against Suzuki
0: Yeah, he did mention that Yeah, Although
2: I don't ever recall them having a singles match Prior to this Outside of their pancreas match So maybe that was in some sort of multi-man But I could be wrong I mean, I wouldn't doubt Chris Charlton He knows his his stuff But um, yeah, I've seen Liger do this a lot over the years And the funny thing with it is Because I associate it with his heavyweight run And I associate it with his uh, challenge against Hashimoto I kind of see it as a losing gimmick. I've seen Mm. him lose uh, under the and Again, I'm not like the guru on this sort of stuff. Um, You know, I'm sure there's other people who there are diehard Liger fans out there who know more about Liger. It is hard to keep up with that sort of stuff when it wasn't episodic or, you know, we didn't have access to, we didn't have access to it back in the way we do now. So it's more archived content, but um, it's probably people who know more, more than me, but I just remember him losing a lot when he, the battle lager stuff but I was Very excited to see him come Out with this gimmick I thought it I, I popped super super huge man, He looked great he looked Man he looked Dude, he was in he's in
0: great Shape man he, you know the battle lager You know if you guys haven't seen this yet you know n- Not the jumpsuit just just uh, You know long tights no no Shirt no top um, no Wig just a um, more more Tight mask and he mm-hmm. looked he looked great Great shape
2: He's yeah, he's in fantastic shape for a guy his age. Right. Um, you know, and you you always see him in a um a bodysuit, so it's hard to tell. I mean, you could tell he's not like there've been times where he's pudged a he, little he, bit, he's not he's not uh, LA Park. No, 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 no <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, and I think this past year he's really because he's going on this final run, I think he's even been in better shape than uh, the past couple years probably. Mm-hmm. But, man, he looked – once he took the shirt off – and I we noted it when the Keishan Liger gimmick came
0: Yeah, out. yeah, when he ripped off the suit, yeah.
2: But it was even more pronounced here because you could really tell. And I was like, God, why does this guy wear a bodysuit? Like, this is <laughs> – he's in such great shape. Like, this this guy's got the fountain of youth. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, you know, the bodysuit makes him look less in shape. than yeah. yeah, and he takes it off, and it's like, wow.
2: But the gimmick's so, so cool. I mean, the other thing, too, is um, this – the video package was epic. They mm. did a really, really good VTR just before this match started to kind of yeah. explain the background um, for those who probably, you know, weren't keeping up because this was such a prolonged feud over so many different shows. Uh, I think they did a really good job with that. And there was a big fight feel here. This, to me, was my most anticipated match of the night. And I think they really delivered.
0: You know, I was really looking forward to this match. Um, definitely one of the most... <clears throat> Excuse me, one of the most hype matches on the card um, But I will say though, so, you know, going into this match You know, Liger was saying, you know I, I apologize for what the crowd is going to see He talked about wanting to, you know, kill Suzuki and leave with his head And then the match started and it was it was very kind of grapple heavy in the beginning And also kind of throwing back to their uh, pancreas fight but i was expecting a little bit more of a kind of a, a plunder brawl and for liger to just be kind of going crazy and pulling out pretty much anything to try and stop suzuki
2: i think some of that might have been my fault
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't think it was it was the way the match was built and what you know the, the the last promo that liger said before the show you know you know i'm warning you like be careful what you're going to see here like I'm, i want suzuki's head and then the whole angle with, you know, Keish and Liger. Then the, the last um, angle at the New Japan Road where Liger got disqualified and hit the ref. Like, I was expecting, you know, Liger to cut. Like, as soon as the bell rang, I was expecting Liger to, like, blitz this guy. Like, pull out a chair. Like, I was expecting these guys to juice. I was expecting, you know, a wild brawl over the arena. And that's not quite what we got. You know, it started off very kind of um, grapple-based, Kind of throwing back to the pancreas stuff And you know <clears throat> Liger wanted to get The um, the Submission over uh, Suzuki And then kind of went into Like a strike fest towards the end of the match We did, really didn't get that kind of Crazy wild brawl That I was expecting but however I still Thought this was a, a great matchup I went uh, four stars on it um, But it didn't quite hit what I was Expecting but I still thought it was very good
2: Yeah um <clears throat> I did, I I was speculating last week that this would be some sort of plunder brawl, um, you know, much akin to, the, like, the lucha brawls that we see over in CMLL and, you know, just over in Mexico. This didn't end up being that whatsoever. I, I, while, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Minoru Suzuki <clears throat> did use some tactics that were akin to that. Like, yeah, he used a chair on the outside yeah. and broke the chair. But this was, um, I don't want to say fitting, because, in some senses, you're right. Especially in the past few weeks, they really built up the, the bloodlust and made it seem like that this was going to be a street fight, almost, sort of match. But, what they ended up doing, the, the, the prolonged nature of the beatdown that uh, Suzuki put on Liger and his defiance against you know the force that is Minoru Suzuki... In what was essentially a strong style Quasi-UWFI sort of battle It does fit along the lines of what they'd been building With the history of them between, with the Pancrase fight right? And Lager coming out in the Battle Lager outfit Actually is a closer look to what he was using At the time of the Pancrase fight in the early 2000s and even similar to the mask that he wore, because he actually fought, <laughs> he <laughs> fought that fight in with a ma- like basically this mask, like, right. like a toned down version of it. So I think it was akin to that. I also think at some point we've seen most versions, maybe not color schemes or patterns, but we've seen most versions that are uh, like variances of uh, Juice and Thunder Liger. So I think him fighting in uh, Sumo Hall for the last time, I think that's kind of, it was fitting that he brought out the Battle Liger thing. But I got to tell you, I really, really liked this match a lot. And yeah, it might not have lived up to the hype of what people expected the match to be. And that might be a little bit on New Japan or the Bookers and maybe even the talent. But the match itself in a vacuum, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it
0: was a great match. And, you know, they just told a story of... Suzuki just kind of being this overwhelming monster and Liger just having to fight from underneath and literally muster up everything he possibly could to fire back and try to take this monster down.
2: Yeah, it seemed to me it was very much a prolonged kayfabe version of maybe the kind of fight that they'd had Mm -hmm. previously. And, you know, this might be, I don't know, someone, you can fact check this and maybe prove me wrong, but I can't think of anything this might be the best ever match between two fifty-plus year old competitors. Mm. I can't think of one. I mean, if if there was one, maybe it involves Negro Casas, or maybe it involves Ric Flair, um, or maybe it involves Suzuki. But I can't think of one off the top of my head. You know?
0: Yeah, I, nothing's coming to my top of my head right now either.
2: I mean, I don't know. I start. I think about it, and I'm like, well, there was like, you know, the. Um, billy robinson and uh nick bockwinkle exhibition match in japan back in uwfi which was fantastic but like other than that like what what two fifty year olds can go out there and have a a walk in the park you know just above 15 minute four star match like this yeah at this level with this kind of build and have it be one of the feuds of the year like I don't think that this match was really a letdown for, for what it was built up to be Especially considering the talent there are involved It just wasn't the expectation that people had for it But in a vacuum, the match was awesome
0: Yeah, And um, super emotional Yeah, throughout the match, Liger was um, attacking the arm Working over Suzuki's arm He kind of wanted to get revenge over the submission loss At Pancrase, he wanted to uh, try and tap Suzuki out
2: yeah, I was nervous. He was working a lot of uh, MMA based submission holds. He he went for a triangle, and I was like, "Look at, look at <laughs> Liger! Oh my god!" And at one point, Suzuki had to go to the ropes, which almost never happened. So mm-hmm. that was that was a cool. There was some cool stuff here, really cool stuff. Yeah, there here. was one. Was
0: that the what did he he rolled out of something that looked pretty cool? Was it, I don't think it was the, the triangle choke. There was something else. He had, he had him locked in that uh, Suzuki kind of kind of like a forward roll, like get to the ropes.
2: I thought it was the triangle, but... Maybe it was. Maybe but, I'm just picturing it, it. I different. don't know. That it could have been anything. This match was awesome, though. And um, the strikes... Liger... The, the, the one moment that really got me the, the the most was when Liger is hurling Shotes at, at Suzuki, and Suzuki's no-selling them. Mm-hmm. And he's... At, like, every, like, three or four Shotes, he's hitting Liger with, like, one...
0: Huge forearm.
2: Huge, <laughs> like, elbowed forearm strike and just rocking Liger. And... Again, there is the story there, the age-old story of a grizzled junior heavyweight taking on an established dominant heavyweight, and there was a size differential. They don't look that different, but in kayfabe, right. there is a difference between their their um, weight classes, and I, uh, Liger has never... I mean, yeah, we've talked about him being in the heavyweight division, but he's always been a junior in the eyes of New Japan, and that also played out here, and it played out in spades, and this match was... This was one of the fit, I mean With Lager going out this year No, he hasn't had like banger after banger But I mean I don't know uh, What what were the two best matches he had this year Like this and probably the Ishimori match Yeah Which like that seems like it was a million years ago
0: Yeah, dude, that seems like it was last year <laughs> <laughs> But this
2: this is a really, really fitting final big match for him in, in Sumo Hall And um, I'm excited for Tokyo Dome Man, I yeah, I got a little teary eyed. I didn't get really teary eyed, but I was a little emotional. And then the the follow up, the, the oh, bro, the end of this match, the moment when he was like trying to get him up for the gotch, I was on the edge of my seat and Dude. I was just praying to God that it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, you know, um, Liger was trying to strike him as much as he could. Suzuki him with rocked him with a forearm, got him up in that gotch pile driver and kind of just stalled for a bit. Got him in the right position, held him there for a while, and then bam.
2: There was also a moment where Suzuki got him in a chokehold. He was only in it for a few seconds, and they dropped him, and he dropped like he was dead. Yeah, I was like, "These guys are masters, bro. These guys are masters." Um, but he was like playing possum because he like rolled him up after that, right? I don't remember. I don't remember that. I remember being terrified for Liger. I He might have come out of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was playing possum. I think he was dead. Mm-hmm. But uh man, but yeah, uh, take us to the finish
0: of this. Yeah, so uh, you know at one point uh Liger hit a brain buster that looked pretty good.
2: Oh that brain buster was more than pretty good. That's one of the best brain busters of the year. <laughs> I thought he won. Oh my god, I was praying that he bro, like you should have seen me. I was I was freaking out. I would really want it Yeah, this this match is awesome.
0: Yeah. So yeah, they had the strike exchange towards the end. Uh, you know, Liger's trying to fight back. Suzuki keeps hitting him. Liger keeps getting up and fighting fighting back, but then Suzuki finally gets rocks him with one big forearm. Hits him with the Gotch pile driver. One, two, three. Minoru Suzuki gets the win.
2: Did we both go with Liger last week? Uh, I, can't, I think, I think we, we, did. we might have. Just we <laughs>
0: let we, we let the Suzuki rumors freaking marks get in our head, losers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we had the post match uh, Suzuki's beating down the Young Lions, and I'm like, oh man, Suzuki's about to like and Liger right here. Liger. But uh, then he—he's not even
2: gonna make it to the Tokyo Dome. He's gonna put him out of the sport right. forever.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he—he uh, he kneels and bows down to Liger. Bro, what a moment! Yeah, and kind of tear it up. What a moment! And yeah, he
2: honored him. Yeah, crowd him.
0: popped huge for that.
2: Yeah, that was one of the after a really fantastic match. That was the thing that like made it legendary. Uh, the I don't the match was really great, and I don't know if people are gonna um you know go back and rewatch this. In the, in the future But I think the thing People always talk about Is like Suzuki Getting down on his hands And knees And bowing to Liger As Liger's defeated Prone body Is just s- Splayed out On the right. canvas Like what a That was a really A special moment
0: Yeah that was a great touch um, And then uh, Liger Finally makes it back To his feet Takes a final bow And uh, thanks uh, Suzuki For the match
2: Yeah I know that There were people Who kind of Were against that Because of the The blood feud Aspect to the match But um I don't know man Like Maybe Maybe this is The wrong way of thinking About things Cause I don't want to be One of these New Japan guys That just like uh, Defends everything The company does But I mean I don't know I'm a sports fan I watch a lot of boxing I watch a lot of MMA Sometimes guys have Real heat Right mm-hmm. And after the fight It never goes away That we see that But right. more often You see two guys going there Lots of heat Before it Whether it's Real or fake and then at the end of it, when lose, or draw, there's a respect, and they usually do, like, you know, re- because at the end of the day, these guys are all competitors and sportsmen, especially if it's, like, something big and built up like this. So them, like, kind of congratulating each other, especially if one guy is an honored, you know, legend of the sport who's leaving and this is the final time that they're ever going to meet, I don't see how that was inappropriate. I mean, the only way it- the only way I would have seen Liger Or like Suzuki destroying Liger Is if like they're going to continue things Right I didn't and, think and, and, yeah, I, and
0: they're clearly not I thought it was very fitting I didn't think it was inappropriate I heard people
2: I, I heard mm. people saying that who, mm. who were like You know These guys were talking about killing each other And then The next moment You know They're buddy buddy And, and hugging afterwards Which I get right. I get that But I thought that this was a I thought that this was the right way to play it And
0: if you're going to point that out You got to point back Every angle in pro wrestling Where you had It was Dave Meltzer <laughs> <laughs> where you have where you have enemies that become friends again, so whatever. Yeah. But we have uh, tons of questions here. First from Reddit user, that was five stars. While good, I thought after a year-long feud that Liger and Suzuki's match didn't have the big crazy payoff I expected. Did they drag it on too long? Where do you see each person on the Wrestle Kingdom card?
2: Well, um, Oh, I want to say this before we answer this question. I thought Suzuki Liger was too low on the card. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that this was a really big match, one of the biggest matches of the show. I do not think it needed to be top two or even top three, but it should have been the top four. When they, they well,
0: when they, and they they threw that uh, that six man tag like in between the singles matches, which originally wasn't that. I'm like, I don't get why they, that was.
2: That that was a mistake. Yeah, and I don't know if this was what Liger and Suzuki decided. There's a part of me that kind of feels like Liger wanted. I don't know. We hear stories about him being, like, magnanimous when it comes to things like this and, like, wanting to give back. Maybe he wanted to be lower. I'm just speculating. But that was not a good call. Like, this was a really big match. And not just from a point of, like, the stars, but the time, the build, the energy they put into it. If you're going to build a match, regardless of who's in it, with that much, like, put into it, you don't put it third from the bottom. Right, so I thought that, especially on King of Pro Wrestling, it wasn't like there was, yes, really good lineup, but it wasn't like this, like a Wrestle Kingdom lineup where there's so much other more important matches. This could have been, like, fourth from the top, and it, it would have been fine. Right. Um, so, I, yeah. Now, with that being said, um, going back to the question that we got here from um, That Was Five Stars, he said, well, good. I thought after a year-long feud that Liger Suzuki match didn't have the big crazy payoff expected. Did they drag it on too long? Where do you see each person on the Wrestle Kingdom card? I thought this was fitting. I thought it was fitting. I mean, I think maybe we had higher crazy expectations for the blood. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even for the performance. But keep in mind, like Liger hasn't been doing big matches like this, you know, except for once or twice a year for the past few years. And even when he does, he can still go, but not at the top, top, top tier level. It's not like he's like breaking past four stars Match after match it's been a I can't remember The last time he had something that was like four and a Half or higher right yeah so I thought that this was I thought that this was really Fitting there's a lot that I liked about this And clearly we're spending A lot of time talking about it I don't think We're gonna spend this much time on everything else so it definitely left an impression on me. Maybe that's me, but I felt like it did for you, too.
0: Yeah, I don't think it drug on too long, but like you, that was five stars. I think you, you, were, you were kind of expecting more of a, a wilder match. But right. I felt like the match was a great story. They had a lot of great callbacks to you know the, pan, the whole pancreas, which was the whole original start of this story. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very good match. And as far
2: as Wrestle Kingdom, we've got news yeah. already on – uh, what uh, Liger will be doing both nights?
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit later, when we we'll talk but about Suzuki. I don't know; it all depends if the the rumors are true.
2: Well, wins and losses matter in New Japan. He just picked up a really big win, so yeah, so so he's back in the W.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what, what Suzuki does. But maybe I mean, Suzuki
2: gets in that that mini tournament. Maybe see him unify these belts.
0: I mean, I could see <laughs> potentially maybe a, a never title match.
2: Oh god, I would love I I would love to see Liger and like who? Kenta? No. Oh, I was
0: thinking of Suzuki and never title match. That's what I said, uh, you said Liger.
2: My bad. <laughs> Suzuki and like Kenta or I don't know. Let's give 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 me Suzuki and Ishii just because yeah. I, just cuz I, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh Suzuki, hopefully he's not I here's what I don't want to see. I know there's a lot of talent. I don't want to see Suzuki in a six man Gauntlet, I don't see him in no Rambo Nothing like that Give me singles match Suzuki At Wrestle Kingdom, period, I don't care
0: Yeah uh, Next question from Reddit user uh, NJPW Extension, do you think Battle Liger should have been more competitive Or was it definitive, arguably Lopsided loss, the right call
2: Um. Well Great question there Danny Um. You know, I think I, I Touched on this before I feel like I've kind of seen him in, like, lopsided, like, losses. Um, There is a really good gif out there of him wrestling Mizawa Mm -hmm. in a New Japan ring when he was Battle Liger, and he drops him with this incredible Liger bomb. It's pretty cool. I think it's from a tag match in the mid-2000s. But um, I don't know. I feel like I've always seen Battle Liger lose a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So from that standpoint, kind of made sense. Um, But also from the weight differential, it made sense. Also from, like... You know, the only time, like, that Liger ever really looked dangerous to Suzuki, like, during the whole build was when he busted out the demon Kishin. And I also thought it was smart that they brought out Battle Liger because the way the mask is set up, you know for a fact... That there's no Kishin. There's no Kishin under it. So it kind of tempers your expectations. Right. Um, so I thought this was the right call. I, I liked the story they told. And, you know, I don't think Liger wanted to... I mean, I'm speculating again, but, like, my feeling... Based on what we know is that Liger's not out here trying to put himself over and um Be in this 50 50 like almost triumphant sort of match like this In a lot of ways kind of reminded me of like the struggle rick flair had against Shawn michaels at wrestlemania mm, Yeah, it was very reminiscent of that like someone who is still Great, but someone else he's facing someone who's greater and he couldn't keep up
0: Yeah, I thought agree. it was a good story. Yeah, I agree with that. Um yeah, you know something. You know we, we got wrapped up in this few, but ultimately it, it's a junior heavyweight against a heavyweight. And in the pre, the previous juniors versus heavyweight matches we've seen, even this year, I mean look at Rapungi 3K versus God. Um, I mean Osprey versus Okada is probably the best a juniors done.
2: Osprey against Osprey beat Tanahashi.
0: Yeah, that's true. But he's he was kind but he's of he's a heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, well, kind of pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, so. You always got to remember that that heavyweight versus junior heavyweight Kind of thing going on here So overall Still thought it was a great story And um, yeah it was a great match Next question here from Reddit user Saber Zach Time, Piggybacking off the rumor that Suzuki is through With the company What do you think of Sonata taking his place He's an outsider too and it will finally get him up to a top level Also did you think the Liger Suzuki match was weird They have been going at each other for over 6 months And when they get a match they start with a collar elbow tie up I think he definitely could have made the match shorter and more effective if it just went at it
2: um so a couple things is he is he speculating that he should take Suzuki's spot in the pecking order of New Japan or his spot as the head of either Suzuki goon or some other stable
0: uh, I feel like he meant like the like the pe- his spot in like the pecking order. Well, it kind of seem, it top seems outsider. like they're
2: setting him up to do that regardless of whether Suzuki stays in the company or not. You know, right. Sonata's being elevated and, and someone's, someone's spot's getting taken here. Um, yeah, I think Sonata's going to a top level and we'll talk more about him here shortly. Um, you know, it seems to me, I don't want to defend the Liger-Suzuki match too much because it seems to me that we're getting questions where people ha- had other expectations and they kind of feel more similar to you that th- this right. didn't pay off. And I... I had those thoughts watching it, but the, I got so engrossed in the story. It didn't really matter to me, but, um, I mean, what, it, I mean, do you think that that, do you think that they made the right call doing what they did or do you think that they should have done, um, you know, the blood and guts,
0: the blood and guts? <laughs> no, I like, I like the sophisticated, uh, <laughs> did you like that they did the sophisticated <laughs> wrestling match or do you think
2: they should have done the blood and guts? Um,
0: I, I don't know, man. It, I'm, it, it's such a, I'm kind of in the middle here cause Getting what I saw, it was a great match But at the same time Going into it I was expecting The blood and guts I was expecting a, a wild plunder brawl I was expecting these guys To be literally trying to kill each other And that's that's not what we got And I felt that's a lot of what the, the latter part Of the bill was set up for But at the end of the day They still did a great job Telling the story Between Liger and Suzuki and having a great match
2: Sometimes with New Japan Stories are laid out very clearly for you And it's easy to kind of follow along Other times there are like little niblets there Like little You know little breadcrumbs that you can kind of follow along And then sometimes there are things That you can incite yourself That might not be the story that they're telling But just insights that you might have And it might be you like Meltersplaining it or whatever But it's not necessarily One thing I thought This is just a thought I had And I'm not saying this is the story they told, but this is just my thinking as a fan. What if, yeah, things were really built up, but what if Liger was trying to just beat Suzuki? Yeah. And he's trying his hardest to find a way to beat him, and there are very few avenues that he could go down to actually defeat this guy. And this type of match, this hard-hitting, almost almost like rezu. Throwback kind of matches what he wanted But he was trying to throw suzuki off his game. So trying to get suzuki incited to like be so angry that he is expecting a plunder match and instead He's gonna he's gonna switch on him and go at him, you know On the other end. That's kind of what my thinking was, but I don't know if that's exactly what they were going for, you know, right I wasn't disappointed
0: yeah, like I said, it was still a great match, but I do kind of wish there was a little bit more um, intensity with the, with the brawling. But at the end of the day, they still did a great job. So the not one the one thing
2: is, um, maybe they should have done a different style to the build if that's the kind of match they were gonna do. Right, but I don't know. I mean, it's give and take because it, I felt like the build was so so fantastic that it drew so many people, and then the match was fantastic. It's hard for me to really criticize it.
0: Yeah. So next question from Reddit user domhomie 101 What's next for Liger and Suzuki? We'll be talking about what's next for Liger, and we talk about the press conference. Uh, Suzuki, I have no idea. I mean,
2: I've been hearing things from um, you know other like shows that are that are saying that they're not able to deny or corroborate the previous reports of Suzuki leaving New Japan. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. How much merit there is to the report Um, you know, I even I listened to voices of wrestling this past week just to even see what joe lanza had to say about it And he even said he was like, listen, this was something we heard from two of our reliable sources You know who don't talk to to one another But he's like but i'm not saying that that's what's happening It's just a story that we heard and so I reported it because it was it sounded valid based on what we're hearing he was like, there's other people on our network who have gone and gone to their sources. They're not hearing the same thing. He was like, whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, the, you know, my sources that we that we use all the time to break stuff are usually very good. He was right. like, So he's like he's like, this wasn't Joe Lanza saying this is what's going to happen. He was like, this is what someone has reported to us. It's right. like we thought it was newsworthy. But, um, you know, I'm not hearing it from and I said it last week again. Um, I didn't think when, when we talked about it's like, you know I don't think Joe Lanza would ever say something like that unless they heard it from something somewhere that was pretty reputable mm-hmm. and Those guys are very reputable But you know, you're not hearing it from any other major news publications just yet So I think that I think it's still time to be apprehensive as to whether that is really happening or happening or not and if it does happen You know hats off to those to the voice of wrestling guys like they they were the first ones who break, broke that story but um, I don't know There's nothing here for me to really think That le- that Suzuki for sure is leaving Just yet
0: Right yeah we have to hear some more stuff Kind of going around To kind of confirm that he's actually Going to be heading out the door So
2: We haven't heard anything yet
0: No uh, Next question from Scott Rand He says where does the amazing Suzuki Liger story go next Maybe the bow leads to Saber Sensing weakness and he takes over Suzuki Goon <laughs>
2: People really want this Sabre Goon shit, do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, people really want Sabre Goon. I, I got to tell you, I I don't think Zack Sabre is ever going to take over uh, Suzuki Goon, probably.
0: I just, I don't know.
2: I think that they would put Taichi in charge before they yeah. put Zack Sabre in charge. I think I, charge. Said, I
0: said that last week. I, I could see Taichi Goon over Suzuki Goon. You said that. Or, over Sabre Goon. You said
2: that when you said that. I was like, mm, they could really do that. And, like, you know, for a long period of that, that group's history going back to way before Zach Sabre was ever recruited into
0: it. Tai Chi was there. Tai Chi's
2: always kind of been the second hand, right hand man. Um, I think Tai Chi is the guy that, and also, yes, Zach Sabre is signed, and yes, Zach Sabre is a long term guy, but Tai Chi is too. And they really have done a lot They to have been, since he season
0: been a heavyweight. They've done a great <laughs> job kind of telling the story. Of his elevation getting him in feuds with uh naito getting him in the, the never title mix uh,
2: it's, just, it's just funny because there's this one subsect of fans who are like Diehard Suzuki goon fans and they really want saber goon to be a thing mm-hmm. But then there's this either this even more niche group of diehard taichi fans <laughs> <laughs> And it's like civil war between these two very vocal minorities. I think um yeah, I think a lot of people would like for there to be a saber goon, and I'd be fine with it. It's just there's a lot of doesn't it feel like? I mean, I don't know. Bullet Club has a has a Gaijin leader, another group with another Gaijin leader. I don't know about that in yeah. New Japan, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I, def- I definitely feel Taiji over over saber.
2: Yeah, and maybe this could lead. I mean, hey, that story about leading to someone seeking uh, sensing weakness and trying to take over. Sure, why not? But I didn't think that this was a full-fledged face turn for Suzuki by any means. Right. I would love to see something like that. I think that's a fantastic score, uh, story, Scott Rand. I just don't know if that's what they're That's that's – that'd be a great story if they told it. I just I, – I can't sit here and say, like, yeah, they're going to do that.
0: Yeah. All right, so now moving on to the next match.
2: And also I think the Suzuki Liger story is over.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think this is it, yeah. Uh, So moving on to the next match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title We have the champion Will Ospreay defending against El Phantasmo in 27 minutes and 50 seconds We got the return of Elevated to the Airwaves, no longer under copyright (laughs) ban It was so great to finally hear that on the Airwaves again
2: Well, Naito Mike got the biggest pop of the night in uh, Sumo Hall Will Ospreay's song "Elevated" got the biggest pop of the night here in the uh,
0: dojo. <laughs> the yeah, dojo. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, and, uh, kind of interesting story going into this match. Uh, El Fantasma had been spending the week at the dojo, and you know here, uh, no, nah, not this, the strong style dojo, the uh, the New Japan dojo. Oh, gotcha. And uh, he helped out with the, the whole the flooding, and he had his whole note about how. You know he won the Super J Cup, but you know a lot of his accomplishments have been overshadowed by the way he acts. And he was being an idiot. He wants to wrestle this match clean. He wants to go out here and have you know this, this great you know epic junior title match. And I think even before the whole dojo stuff, he mentioned about wanting to wrestle this match clean and proving he can beat Osprey clean. Uh, came out here wearing white. Uh, he sent Taiji Ishimori to the back. And then they kind of start off, you know, he's, you know, saying, hey, you know, no bull club shenanigans, I'm trying to be a good guy here. They have some, you know, uh, Rich Ladder Pro Wrestling high spot exchanges um, at the beginning of the match. Um, and then uh, Phantasmo accidentally uh, fingered uh, Osprey in the eye. And, you know, he was trying to say, oh, it was an accident, goes for a handshake, but then goes in and rakes the eyes more and then. Goes back into the old uh phantasmo bit and then we're off from there
2: Mm. Yeah
0: (laughs) So uh we talked a little bit before you you weren't a fan of this match
2: Uh i didn't hate this match i thought this match was okay Uh it it did feel it felt overly long to me Um there was some really good stuff here there was uh Will, I think Will Ospreay and El Fantasmo have pretty good chemistry mm-hmm. most of the time, and have pretty good matches, but I don't know, man. For me, and maybe maybe I'm off base here. I don't know if anyone else felt this way. I know you really liked this match. I felt like it was a bit disconjointed with the match structure. Um, it was kind of all over the place. Like yes, they were doing cool stuff, but uh, and there was a story like early on, but then the story kind of like devolved, and they were just kind of like in the crowd, and then they were like back in the ring. And then Phantasma was like trying to bust out all the like
0: the bullet club, which he did it during the super J cup as well.
2: And I didn't like it there and I don't really like it here necessarily either. Um, unless maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe, you know, the, the one time we ever saw that was with Kenny Omega. Um, but Kenny Omega was already like the leader of the bullet club. So it was like fitting to what was happening there. I think
0: Jay White's done it as well. And Jay White,
2: I think Jay White has bust out some of those moves. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, but with Phantasma doing it, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, I, I maybe because maybe because he's a Gaijin guy, and
0: I, I think it's just super heat. Like, look at this douchebag, like using the Styles Clash, using a V trigger, probably. Trying, to, trying to hit a one-wing angel. Like, like you're not the Bullet Club leader. Like, what are you doing?
2: Right, and um, and maybe it worked on me, but it didn't really get heat on me. It, I kind of met it more with like confusion because I'm like, I I don't think he's a big enough stature guy in the Bullet Club to be doing that for it to actually. Have meeting, But maybe that's just their way of like Crapping on like What Omega did at uh, The G1 finals that one time Because that was like So like poignant And like an mm-hmm. important moment Yeah But that this Everything was kind of just like All over the place To me Anyways um, It just felt like a weird match And it was really long Like We talked about how long this show was um, This wasn't by any means bad And they uh, They did do some really cool athletic stuff But I mean I just feel like A I've seen Will Osborne. I, I think this one to me one of the weakest Will Ospreay junior title matches in a very long time um, And also at 27 minutes they did not need 27 minutes to tell the story
0: I, I agree with you there the match could have been shorter but overall I really enjoyed the match I was four and a half on this thing um, I thought there was a lot of great innovative spots I liked the brawl in the crowd and uh, Fantasma doing that big dive um, Off off the um the balcony there onto Osprey. I liked
2: how they shot it to make it seem like the distance between the top of that balcony and the floor was like really high, but in actuality, like <laughs> <laughs> it was, not yeah, that they high. did a great job with that. But that, that's the camera work in new Japan. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And there was just a lot of really just cool spots and just cool reversals into moves. And I, I liked Phantasma busting out, uh, you know, Kenny's and AJ's moves. Um, then you had, you know, uh, Taiji and Robbie Eagles getting back involved
2: I did like that I liked when he sent away uh, Ishimori mm-hmm. and, and so Robbie Eagles also left I thought that that was a good little touch One thing I want to note though One reason I think that this might have felt weird for me Is A, I think the crowd was really spent from the Liger-Suzuki match And also, all night, I felt like this crowd was kind of weird yeah. And that might have something to do with what, with the tragedies and the, uh, and the tsunami and everything that just happened with the earthquake.
0: Right. Cause I, I feel like to them, like they, all this crowd, like they want to go to the show. They want an escape from reality and just kind of escape from, you know, the stresses of dealing with the typhoon and just enjoying the show. But at the same time, I'm sure they must have been emotionally drained if, even if their, uh, um, you know, housing and stuff was damaged or, or families they know, um, it's possible. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I th- I thought that that also is something to kind of keep in mind when we talk about what was happening with the show. The crowd always plays a big role into it. And I think in front of a different crowd, this match might have even played a little bit higher for me. But the cr- even though they were doing cool stuff, the crowd didn't seem to be as into the match as I would have expected them to be. And it might have had to do with, A, the Liger match being right in front of this, and then, B, what you had just mentioned. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah, and then um, there was a great callback too to the Super J Cup. Um, you know, Fantasmo had been winning a lot of his matches in the Super J Cup with, um, you know, a straight punch uh, below the belt and then rolling up. And here he, he punched Osprey uh, with a low blow, hit him with the belt, hit a big splash uh, for a great near fall there. Here's um, some other more great creative uh, counters Osprey busting out the Essex Destroyer, which is that uh, flipping uh, DDT that he does. Love that move. Uh, then you had uh, Phantasmo trying to hit a uh, Super CR2, but Osprey uh, counters out of that. Uh, Phantasmo tries to hit a Super Super Rana, but uh, Osprey lands on his feet, uh, Counter to a Super Power Bomb. And then he had the nastiest hidden blade, or he hits a hidden blade from the front.
2: He missed one hidden blade, I believe, right? Yeah. And then that one in the front, he killed him with
0: that. Yeah, he wrecked Phantasmo's life with that hidden blade. That was awesome. And then he hits them with the Stormbreaker 1, 2, 3. Will Osprey retains the IWGP junior heavyweight title?
2: I think for out of the three matches they've had, personally, I just me my personal opinion that this wasn't a bad match. But I thought this was the lowest of their three matches. I think I prefer their um, their J or no 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 <laughs> their best of the Super Juniors match. I thought that was the best match they had. And then I think I like the J Cup match a little bit better than this one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I like. I think the J Cup match was their weakest match.
2: It's possible. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't fight you on it. I would never yeah. fight you on anything.
0: <laughs> um, you shoot on me, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we had a failed Hiromu watch here. I was. I was so confident. Bro, I was.
2: I was confident. I was really confident.
0: Also, like, dude, Hiromu is gonna come out
2: because this is like the last time.
0: All right, it's the last big Bro, show. It's the
2: last big show before.
0: I mean, there's Power Struggle, but... Nope.
2: no, uh, Yeah, like, he's not coming out Power Struggle. And I don't see him coming out at uh, Junior Tag League or, you know, World Tag League or anything like what that. About,
0: what about uh, Road to Tokyo Dome? You don't think he's going to come out no. on, on one of those December shows?
2: I, I mean, at this point, the only way I could see Hiromu making a return before Wrestle Kingdom is if they do some sort of special press conference. And I don't know how much, like, in the States... Th- those press conferences are, by and large, kind of ignored. Right. Uh, only, like, the diest of diehards watch them. So, I was shocked. I really thought he was coming out here.
0: Yeah. I guess maybe they could say him for from New Year's Dash.
2: I know we've been wrong a lot of times, but it felt like this It was, felt right. This is the moment, and this is the time, and they didn't do it. And uh, that was another, like, it's probably our fault we set ourselves up for failure. Right. That might even be one reason why I was a little bit down on this match, because, like, Osprey won, and then I was like, fuck yeah, here we go, it's happening, and then it didn't happen, and I was like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, like Osprey's walking off, I'm like, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Don't you know that, that Hirom was supposed to be coming out? <laughs> <laughs> <Turn> Come back around. <laughs> Damn it, Will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got some uh, questions here. First question from uh, Reddit user Antonius MN. Says, where do we go with ELP from here? And we want him to focus on the junior tag division or junior singles division.
2: Um, well, I think ELP is one of the most like he's one of the most earmarked junior guys in the division. They they see. I think he's a guy that they think that they can build the division around just based on his personality and his character. Um, I really wouldn't be surprised if a he wins. Uh, best of the super juniors next year I could or at least be In the finals but I think he's Going to win it next year like hmm. and it's pretty early For me to be saying that but I really think He is winning it next year like I would Probably put money on it <laughs> And I think he's going to I think he's Going to hold the IWGP Junior title sometime Next year that doesn't mean I mean He already is the junior tag division champion Right but I think he's winning that title Next year
0: yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I think, you know, him and Ishimori will be booked pretty strong in this upcoming uh, Super Junior Tag League that will be starting on Wednesday. I think, you know, those they're not going to lose many matches in that tournament. So, um, you know, right now we don't got many junior tag teams to really work with that are kind of the full-time teams. So, uh, you know, building up him and Ishimori would be good. Uh, but, yeah, I can definitely see him next year Having another great year in singles
2: One thing I got to commend them on I don't think that they've done a fantastic job With the junior tag division this year But with that being said I like the fact that they've been implementing Their uh, junior tag teams In all Like kind of parlaying their their tag feuds Into singles feuds Mm -hmm. Which is something that I think we've said Needs to happen in the heavyweight division Which doesn't happen And I like that they're doing that in the junior division I just wish we had more Junior tag title matches Or more junior tag tie Or more junior tag teams In general yeah.
0: uh, Next question from uh, Scott Rand Who is the next challenger for Osprey? He says he's still hoping for Taka Michinoku? That's the only Taka that I, <laughs> that I think He'd be talking about
2: Is he talking about Hiromu Takahashi?
0: I don't know he, he said he's still hoping for Taka
2: I'm going to say I. He probably means Hiromu, but I'm gonna say he means Taka. <laughs> Taka <Michinoku. laughs> Um who is the next challenger for Will Ospreay, man? Because I, I don't I don't see a challenger on the horizon
0: yeah, then. I was hoping it was gonna be Tak uh Hiromu Takahashi. But I mean if you're continuing this whole bullet club birds of prey feud, you could have Ishimori Mm-mm-mm-mm. challenge next.
2: I kind of feel, in a way, like Ishimori was a little bit of a disappointment this year. Yeah. Which seems crazy to say because he had fantastic matches,
0: but at the same time, I don't know. I'm just saying because, like, even if you look at the guys in the... There's g- no Shingo. Right. You look at the Super Junior Tag League, like, of people who could possibly pin him. Like, I don't see many people that, that are going to pin Osprey. Like, if the Birds of Prey are going to lose, Eagles is going to eat the pin. And I don't see, like either Phantasma or Taiji, the only two guys I really see.
2: So you're thinking that right now there's not a title challenger so they need to establish the title challenger during the junior tag
0: league. Right. Okay. Unless at Power Struggle you have somebody come out and challenge Osprey there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like maybe we're wrong. Like we're not <laughs> Obviously we're wrong a lot of the time. It feels like now. But um, you know, it felt like based on Based on the fact that we were expecting Hiromu to be at Wrestle Kingdom, the natural progression would be like, well, he'll probably challenge for the title in a, in a comeback or a return match. So, with that being said, you would think that he'd be the next challenger. But if he's not, I don't know. Well, with that being the case, you would think that Will Ospreay is going to continue to hold the title Till then, drop it to him or drop it to somebody and kind right. of leave the junior division. but. I don't know. I don't see anyone beating. I don't see anyone beating Will Osprey between now and Wrestle Kingdom, and I don't know what kind of big money title match you can put him in
0: at right. Wrestle Kingdom. From, for a long time before Shingo officially won heavyweight, I thought they were going to run back Osprey and Shingo at the Dome. That
2: would have made sense. I thought that would have made
0: a lot of sense. Um, and then you have you know Shingo get the win back. I mean, I don't think Doki's ever had a title
2: shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh boy, I think it's too early. It's yeah. really
2: tell, but right, mean, there, right now there is nobody
0: There's Dragon Lee that's kind of floating out there Is he? We uh, we gotta talk about that I mean, they just released some, you know, Dragon Lee products from New Japan, so uh, eh.
2: But he ain't on this upcoming tournament We gotta talk about it Yeah I mean, that, that was a guy that I had in my mind too I was like, well, he's the one guy I could think of But he's not on this next tour, so I don't know Well, well that's because
0: they probably didn't want him teaming with Teton But, um I think we'll see dragon Lee again, but yeah, we'll talk about that more in junior tag league. Uh, next question from a friend of the show, Zach Porter. He says, Jeremy as a fellow stardom watcher. Did you enjoy that? nod to Arisa Hoshiki by bill in the junior heavyweight match. And yes, I did. So he will Ospreay. Yeah, he called, he, uh, Zach calls will Ospreay bill. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's not a big fan of will Ospreay. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Arisa Arisa Hoshiki, uh, she's very uh, good with her kicks. And uh, Osprey has often commented on her matches on Twitter, and he kind of busted out some of her um, kicks there towards the end of the match. And uh, that was kind of a great uh, nod to uh, Arisa. So you should check her out if you're trying to get into stardom. She's awesome. And so that's going to take us uh, to our next matchup. The six-man tag that featured Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi are representing chaos. They defeated the Bullet Club team of Jay White, Kenta, and Yujiro Takahashi.
2: Who were accompanied by the lovely Peter.
0: Yeah, I mean, what you know, why are we complaining about this show, man? We had Miho <laughs> and Peter on the same card. Excellence.
2: There was a uh <clears throat> there was a proposition that maybe I will be going uh, to uh, Halloween as Ujiro, mm. which means I might have a Peter. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of got the hair right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do.
0: But, um, man, uh, fourth from the top, it's kind of high for this match, right? Yeah, I don't – because originally this match was higher up because I remember the all the singles matches were back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And they kind of threw this I understand that They had to rearrange power play by Kenta I know it (laughs) (laughs) a piece Of Noah crap Noah trash (laughs) But yeah you know the I understand you know having to switch Some things up because of uh, Sabre and um, Mox not being there but I don't get why this match got moved Further down the card I'm like yes you got The IC champ Jay White You got the never champ Kenta and I know they're Setting up two uh, power Struggle matches here but this match should have been before the Liger and Suzuki match. Yeah. Especially the fact that it was just, you know, a fine little tag match that went 12 minutes, um, you know, once again Bull Club doing Bull Club stuff and um chaos kind of like fight from behind and eventually uh Goto gets, This
2: this was just your normal yeah. average six man. Road to match it wasn't bad But it was just so weird that it was so high and I mean I'm guessing they just did that because of the Fact that a lot of these Matches surround the big power Struggle matches that are coming up The feuds anyways but this was Unnecessary to have it so high on the card right?
0: And you know one thing that we normally praise New Japan for is the way they structure Their cards and they kind of build You start at the very bottom of your young Lions your New Japan dads and then you Kind of you know elevate up To this crescendo Up to a big title match And uh, you know That's not what they did here They they threw the six man tag In the middle here
2: I bet you Goto Was running late And got to the building late And that's why
0: (laughs) You know That is possible He he, he sandbagged on them You know uh, Kevin Kelly got to the building Like ten minutes Before the show started So I don't know If any of these guys
2: It it is possible That might be one reason That we I mean Who knows They probably This probably People are going to be like they keeping a strong style guy said that Goto was to the building. <laughs> it's going
0: to be on Reddit. <laughs> well, the young boy, Josh Smith and Jeremy Donovan said that <laughs> but, <laughs> this match was moving because they were like, no, <laughs> nah, I,
2: I mean, we don't know, but I thought it was weird and, uh, I thought it was a solid tag match. But, um, again, the crowd, this was another example where the crowd wasn't super into this, uh, you know, following the Osprey Fantasmo match. Um, but it was fine. Uh, you know, my favorite, I think my favorite interactions during the match were Kenta and uh, Ishii by far. Oh,
0: definitely. So, yeah, Goto ended up getting the win with this match with the uh, Ushiguroshi and the GTR.
2: Um, He pinned Ujiro, right? Yeah. He killed Ujiro with that GTR. I mean, that was one of the, like, best GTRs I remember seeing in a long time. I mean, just messed him up.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, post-match, Ishii and Kenta continued to brawl, had a great pull-apart with Ishii just slapping the crap out of Kent, And um, both of them, you know, the Young Lions trying to pull them apart So uh, setting up that future never title match Yes So then we have our next match up here for the vacant IWGP US title No disqualification match like we mentioned at the top of the show uh, Due to the, the typhoon and travel delays John Moxley wasn't able to make it and was stripped of the US title Due to the New Japan rule And so they moved Lance Archer from uh, one of the opening six-mans into this matchup here Think about Uh, this
2: WWF used to have a tag team called the Natural Disasters Earthquake and Typhoon Can you imagine them having like a tag team like that in 2019? Yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be like career suicide Yeah um, so we have a uh, Archer here taking on Juice. Archer gets on the mic. He says that the people paid for a no DQ match. He wants this to be a no, no, new, no DQ match. Uh, Juice Robinson agrees. The announcers officially announced it as a no DQ match.
2: That was uh, a bad decision, I think, on uh, Juice's part. On Juice's part, but also on the booking. So, I mean, this is my my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know I put a lot of praise on the Liger Suzuki match. I was happy with the way it turned out. But if you were going to, if Mox isn't going to show up and you're going to put Archer in this spot, which congratulations, Lance Archer, that's awesome. But there's no heat between between Juice and Lance. Why don't you move the stipulation
0: to the match that has the heat? Right. That's what I I think that's what they should or have done. Or even move this match up, too. I felt like this match could have gone before Liger Suzuki.
2: Oh, you mean lower on the card, lower yeah, on the card. Yeah, yeah. That's a possibility, but I really think that if they're gonna do a no DQ match, this wasn't the one to do it. Right? They should have, they should have added that stipulation to Liger Suzuki and then just made this a regular match for the vacant title. They're already re- fighting for the vacant title; they don't need the added stipulation. And uh, we'll talk about this match. I thought this match was good, but I didn't think that the, um, I don't know. You tell me your opinion, but I didn't feel like the stipulation fit the kind like fit the. Struggle between these two guys.
0: And no, because essentially, you know, this is Archer getting a big opportunity Had a great performance in the GU one And
2: I think I wanted to see more of that right. I wanted to see G1 Archer in a match against juice Robinson. I didn't want to see plunder Archer and plunder juice having I felt like this actually held back the type of match that they could have had
0: right I think they could have told a great story and had a regular a regular, you know sophisticated singles match uh, but you know they went with the plunder brawl I guess they figure you know these are two guys and guys that can wrestle that you know North American Hardcore ECW style match Well,
2: plus after like seeing the athleticism of the match between Osprey and um, El Phantasmo, it's kind of hard to kind of live up to that plus, you know That there's going to be a lot some high spots with the top two matches So I think that they're trying to differ They're probably just trying to do something different to make their match stand out on a stacked card but um, I think this is the wrong way to go. I think yeah. that I would have much preferred like the G one level Archer and Juice. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, these guys worked really hard. This was a hard, hard hitting yeah, match. Hard
0: hitting match. Um, lots of plunder. Uh, Archer uh, call back to the G one where he uh, choke slam Osprey through the table. He choke slam Juice uh, through the table.
2: Juice took some horrific bumps in this match.
0: Yeah, I mean there was the uh, <laughs> the cannonball bump. Um, Putting Archer to a table off that He landed kind of nasty on that Um, Then the the, the Spot towards the end the blackout On those stack of chairs Yeah Uh, But yeah I also felt like the finish Was kind of flat like he
2: Well because you thought that he was going to pin him there
0: And he kicked out That that should honestly that That should have been been the the finish finish. That, That
2: was the peak and I know what they were going for They were going for Him hitting the blackout Juice kicking out Juice is gonna lose so juice needs to kick out to keep his heat to be made to look strong because he's so like his fighting spirit mm-hmm. but then He gets beat almost immediately right after that with no hope spot and and everyone was You know How do I say it? We obviously know that matches aren't always one with just one finishing move in new japan I mean matches end in all sorts of different ways with different moves, which is a good thing, but Finishing moves are very protected in new Japan and not only are they protected But when you hit one on like a on a stack of chairs, you kind of know it's over Yeah, so if you know it's over and then it's not over it actually in this case It didn't serve them. It, it it was a counterproductive thing. It didn't make it seem like juice was So so tough. It made it seem like well he kicked out The air gets let out everyone gets let down and then he gets beat anyways It was kind of like it defeated the purpose. They should just beat him there
0: Right, because all he, all Archer did next was just uh, slam his head, slam his hand, then put the claw on and did the pin. So yeah, they should have just ended with the blackout. I mean, the blackout has been super protected, and so especially doing that blackout on Cheer, it was a great looking spot and hell of a bump. So uh, I would have ended it there.
2: Yeah, I think these guys would have had a better regular singles match.
0: Right, uh, I went three and a half on this. I would
2: have uh, gone about the same.
0: Yeah, I thought it was very good and a lot of you know great spots. You know, Archer pouncing uh, Juice to the table. And some other cool spots I had in this match, but I felt like the the no dq stipulation is kind of limited to them
2: now here's the thing i really thought i i know not everyone agrees with this but I really thought juice was gonna win the belt here um at the same time we just we just it's it's so funny we talked last week about Archer and we're like what are, what is this company gonna do because this guy is a hot commodity he could get signed away and i feel like they maybe didn't have a spot for him necessarily, like worked in because of how how far out they booked stuff in advance. Mm-hmm. And Mox not showing up was maybe in a way a blessing in disguise because then it afforded them the opportunity to go with Archer. Um, congratulations to Archer. That's awesome. This is yeah, his first I'm very
0: happy. Like I'm glad that yeah. he got the shot and that they put the belt on him. Bro,
2: I think I think that Archer probably has most improved locked up for 2019 oh, I think he does yeah like, I, don't, I like There's earlier in the year there's a lot of guys that You could say this about but I think it's like Open and shut like like Kenny Omega 2018 levels of like he's Winning this award <laughs>
0: yeah but um You know and now you, you got a guy that Can actually defend the US belt in the US <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true Too but what did you think Um, You know how unfortunate For juice because I really felt like juice Was winning here and I think that they had to go a different way just given the climate of the pro wrestling world right now.
0: See, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that Juice was winning, though. I felt there was a good chance that Mox could have won. He could have, and then defended at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but I do. It, it does feel kind of bad for Juice because it did seem like this would have been like the perfect setup for him to get redemption, um, to beat Mox a second time, get his belt back, and then kind of build momentum uh, going into Wrestle Kingdom. I agree.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's funny, like, you know, this is somebody who, excuse me, that they perennially build up and then he loses, and you felt like this, it kind of sucks because maybe if he would have beat Mox, it would have meant so much more. If he beat, Ar- I think they made the right call. Archer, mm-hmm. if they're going to, if Archer is going to be the replacement given his G1, I think he needed to win here. I don't think it would have done as much for Juice to beat Archer because then, Juice just has the belt back that he had before mm-hmm. but he didn't beat the guy That beat him for it if that makes sense. Yeah, so it kind of makes him a paper champion, which is no one wants to be that guy so you know, I know it sounds kind of productive to say him losing does him a favor It doesn't do him a favor But he would have been in a really stagnated role Had he beat archer for the belt, but I don't know where they go with juice past this point i'm not saying he's buried i just don't see what the next step is but with archer um you know i'm wondering like i think that they have to do him mocks probably
0: i guess uh, maybe maybe not well
2: new japan really likes to do that like if a guy gets stripped of a title they usually do have that person come back and get a title shot because they didn't actually lose the belt right um Although, I don't know, did was there any indication to you that maybe
0: Archer and Juice would continue beyond this? I don't know. So you had, um, so Archer was attacking. Well, there was the post-match. Attacking uh, Juice post-match, and then you had uh, David Finley make his return, looking in great shape. Um, probably the best shape we've ever seen him in. Since, uh, like, his young lion days. Right, comes off, he fights off, Archer hits him with a couple of stunners, and then him and Juice kind of embrace, so.
2: It was hard for me to tell if that meant that, D- that Dave Finley's
0: getting a title shot. That's what I thought. It's either either Finley's getting a title shot or they're just setting up Juice and Finley for World Tag League. They might win that. Yeah,
2: I mean, given given the cl- like how the Tag League looks this year, I, I don't know. Fin Juice might be a yeah. I, I
0: mean, we don't like, even know what the, it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fin Juice could definitely be a top candidate. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen next there. Uh, we do have a couple questions on this matchup here So first from Reddit user That was five stars I'm so glad that Lance Archer That match Ar- was
2: not five stars
0: <laughs> <laughs> He says I'm so glad that Lance Archer won against Juice What do you think is Archer's ceiling as a champ And how do you think Juice's finger is?
2: Oh that's right Yeah His finger got messed up in this match
0: Yeah Um.
2: Well I'm pretty sure his finger's bad <laughs> From what I could tell um, I don't know What do you think Archer's ceiling is man?
0: I mean I think he can definitely Get to like an IC level I think I could see him being the Intercontinental champion
2: I can see Lance Archer being A top
0: contender For an IWGP title that yeah I could see him getting a one-off title shot
2: No I see him more in the Follet role
0: that's what I meant yeah like Like I see like
2: he's a guy That every couple years You can put A champion against and and the champion beats him and it means Something
0: right he can be the Guy that you know beats Okada in the G1 mm-hmm. and you're like Oh you know Okada always has trouble with this guy In the G1 and
2: yep but I Think IC title is definitely His ceiling um, as far as in this Role with this title I mean I think you you brought up a really great point Jeremy that like he's someone who could Defend the title in the states I Think he's somebody who's really Gotten over based on his Past G1 performance And um, he's not someone who necessarily I mean As great as he looks there are some real downsides to lance archer. I mean broke his back He's a bit older. He's got a lot of like miles on him I'm sure one of these other companies would i'm sure aw would love to sign him just because they'd like to have a big guy And they'd like to utilize him and I think wwe'd like to sign him so they can ice him
0: (laughs) But uh, they already did that once with him (laughs) Yeah, they did
2: that once before but with that being said, I mean he seems to have found a great home in New Japan And I mean like He's somebody that I think If they want to keep doing shows in the states They can kind of build around And that's a good thing
0: Right And then you finally use that U.S. title As a as a draw And put it in big main events Like it was supposed to originally be
2: I wouldn't be I mean with I don't know That's a discussion for another time I don't think we necessarily need that title Is what I'll say
0: I, I mean also, I don't think we needed it either But we have it. Well I,
2: I liked it originally I loved the idea of what it was going to be Mm-hmm but since a lot of those plans never like really lined up, I don't know if we need it. Yeah, I'd be happy if they like unified it with the IC belt.
0: I'd be fine with that as well. Um, yeah, Jesus, Jesus' finger. Yeah, it's probably pretty. It looks like he dislocated it. Yeah, um, we know Jesus had some um, hand issues in the past before, but he's he's a tough guy. He'll probably get a brace on it and um, you know tough it out. Uh, next question from Reddit user: Why did you do that, bro? Were the Moxley tra- travel issues a blessing in disguise, Archer had a better G1 than Mox, in my opinion, and I think he will have better matches going forward as champion than Moxley would have.
2: Um, in a way, it might be a blessing in disguise just based on the fact I don't I don't know what their plans are for Moxley. I mean, truth be told, from a um from a standpoint of drawing in casual viewers, no, it's not because Moxley Moxley's a bigger draw and he's a bigger star. So but from the standpoint of the issues between AW and new Japan and we don't know if, if they things are changing daily. so we don't know what the situation is but if if in fact um, there was issues with him working for both companies and there will be going forward, this might be a convenient way to get the be- you know like you said a blessing in disguise like this might be a good way to have had to get the title off of him without right. even having to job him out. And, and all that sort of stuff But I mean it, I don't think it's ever better For them to as great as Lance Archer Is John Oxley's the bigger star now I do think he had a better G1 In my opinion uh, But not by much and You know maybe and I only say That because I think uh, Lance was more Consistent yeah but I don't think he peaked as high as Mox right did.
0: I feel like Mox definitely had uh, higher peaks than Archer did absolutely and just just, just being the bigger star um, I mean I'm sure a lot of people signed up for New Japan World to see John Moxley I mean he's one of the top stars right now being pushed heavily in aew got the big Kenny Omega match coming up um, so I'm sure a lot of Westerners would have tuned into this show to see Mox of you know, him not being there. Did people watch this or not?
2: The other thing too is, as far as having better matches one way or the other, I think it kind of just depends on your taste, right? Because they're they have different style matches.
0: Yeah. Um, next question here from Reddit user Jar Peanuts: What did you guys? Who, who do you guys think Gato hates more, <laughs> Juice or Naito?
2: Um, I mean, I don't think he hates either of them, but I see what he's saying because. They both keep losing Right <laughs> Probably Juice Yeah First off he's western He's white Second off Naito makes him more money So I'm Guessing Juice I don't know Yeah Also what's up with Juice's hair man Yeah it keeps getting shorter and shorter He's like I'm gonna be even more serious this time
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude well What about his gear Yeah He got the new gear I don't know What, whoa, did you whoa, think what was that Some fuckery <laughs> Some like eskimo looking a penguin i I don't even know what what he was doing,
2: bro, I don't know, it's like he's going to a rave or something afterwards, like
0: I don't know, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that gear was, like every time I think his gear can't get any more ridiculous, like
2: i think I think the one where he had like the jester's hat off the back of his head, the green one oh that the, green one I didn't like that one,
0: yeah that was weird, but uh yeah I, th- I think I would go with juice also I like juice taker best. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Juice Taker. I think it's, it's the best luck he's had so far. Uh, next question from Reddit user Dom Homie one oh one thoughts on Moxley versus versus Archer at Wrestle Kingdom. Also, do you guys think that Finn Juice could be the favorites to win this year's tag league?
2: Um, early perennial favorites Finn Juice. I would say yes. Uh, Moxley versus Archer at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah I I don't know it feels like a weird match But like you said they like to give guys Who are stripped their their towel shot back You got two nights at the dome Uh, So maybe yeah maybe they do do like a Moxley Archer the first night Moxley gets The belt back maybe or Loses I don't know and then you set up whatever Moxley's going to do the second night I don't know but
2: That's an interesting thing that we do have To think about is two nights of of Tokyo Dome and what guys are going to Have matches back to back you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah Um, that's an interesting Thought I hadn't thought of that Do I think they're gonna do that match? My gut instinct would be no, um, because I feel like by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes around, they might even just move on from him being Being involved in the the title picture. Right. Yeah. But is it a possibility? I would say if there's not a bigger, better match for them to do with him, they might do that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they uh, end up doing with both those guys at Wrestle Kingdom.
2: If, if Moxley's even at Wrestle Kingdom
0: True uh, Next question from At Brave Dirty Hawk on Twitter You guys will probably get plenty of Moxie questions So I'll skip that and just ask How hyped is young boy for Archer getting the belt He deserves after the year he's had thus far Thoughts on this random Finley guy LOL
2: <laughs> Thanks for the question uh, Brave Dirty Hawk have I? Do I come off as like the this major like Lance Archer like hype train?
0: I, I was like, I feel like we both equally have been hyped on Archer. Yeah, I've, I don't feel like I'm
2: over more overly into like, I wouldn't I, would, I, would, I, would,
0: I wouldn't give Archer a, a young boy guy shirt or anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do really like him. Yeah, like I really like. I him like a
0: Archer a lot too. I've always liked him, and I.
2: That's you know, what that's the funny thing. I think you've always liked archer way. That's the funny thing I think you've always liked archer more than me. Yeah, um i'm i'm more of a david boy smith uh, guy myself I really like david boy smith, but uh, no, I mean obviously archer has really really come I mean, I was talking to somebody about it today and I was like archer's the best big man in the world right now period um, you know If Vince McMahon got his eyes on him, he might he might strap him up might put the title on him He's everything that Baron Corbin He wants
0: Baron Corbin to be and he's not <laughs> Yeah well I mean Vince had him once already And couldn't figure out what to do with him
2: Why didn't you take me Vince <laughs> Why didn't you take me when I was young
0: <laughs> um, Yeah so Yeah
2: I'm, I, I'm, I'm so stoked uh, I'm really happy for this guy I mean broken back you know, kind of turned out from every single major company in the world, and late in his career,
0: and I, yeah, I feel like this year has just been like everything's been falling in peace for him. Like Davey Boy leaves, he gets a big shining spot in the G One. Now you have this thing with Moxley not making here, getting the U.S. title. No,
2: nobody has raised their stock in New Japan more than Lance Archer in 2019.
0: Period. Uh, what do you What do you think about his new nickname, the uh, the Monster Murder Hawk? Hate it, yeah.
2: I'll, I I don't know. Maybe I'll come around. It's too many words.
0: I prefer American Psycho.
2: Oh, the American Psycho is much better. Yeah, that's a good nickname. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about that. The Monster Murder Hawk. What? The, who came up with that? That that's a bad idea from <laughs> bad creative. <laughs> 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 and it's gone, <laughs> and that's gone now. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, man this,
2: this Finley guy um, He's pretty good
0: Yeah, Dave Finley is really good I He mean, reminds
2: me of um, There was this other wrestler named uh, Finley something That he kind of reminds me of a little bit I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, I, I don't know what the plan I'm guessing, like, you know We're going to get Finn Juice in the World Tag League And they're probably going to be top contenders Probably win that Maybe we'll get G.O.D. versus Finn Juice at Wrestle Kingdom one night Um, But yeah, I don't know where they're gonna slot Finley if they're gonna they have plans to elevate him next year, or maybe I don't know, maybe it's they kind of ride out Finjuice for next year. Possibly. I mean, we need we need some fresh fresh teams in there.
2: And the last question comes again from Scott Rand. Man, Scott Rand asking asking the good questions today. Um, I lost. it uh, Will the feud between Mox and Juice continue without the belt? Um, my guess, my guess is no. Uh, I think that if there were somebody that they needed to have a big match with at Wrestle Kingdom, Juice makes a lot of sense because the story between them and it's been built up. But the U.S. title was really important to the third match. Yeah. It wasn't so important in the first or the second match. But for the third match specifically, it had a lot of meaning and without the belt, I don't see any reason why they need to do it again um, It means a lot less without the belt And that's that's a good testament to New Japan Because you don't always see that with feuds But in this case, they elevated that title And it meant a lot more between the two of them for this match And
0: I wouldn't do that match without the belt Yeah, uh, yeah, I think the belt definitely added that, that extra element in there So yeah, I wouldn't do it without the belt either all right, so now we move on to our semi main event of the evening. We had Koda Abushi defending his right to challenge for the IWGP title at Wrestle Kingdom 14 against the King of Darkness Evil, the man that beat him in the G1 which earned him this uh, right to challenge Abushi.
2: 24 minutes.
0: Yeah. You know, I like I like Evil. And I like the match <laughs> I like the match they had in the. G- <laughs> well, that's so funny When
2: you have to start it off with I like evil
0: <laughs> I do, I like evil, I like the match these guys had in the G1 I like the tag matches That were building to this match But I do feel this was another match That could have probably gone five minutes shorter
2: I think it could have gone five minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, I don't think I would have been fine
2: uh, No, th- this match was fine Um did well I mean did people love this match I don't know
0: Um I think Th- it, It's like a Last I take was like a 3.88 average On grapple
2: I thought it was like 3 and 3, and three quarters or maybe 4 at the most yeah I, I, I thought it was a I, I didn't love Their G1 match although I remember it being super hard Hitting I remember a lot of people Really liking it though so I Felt like I was in the minority there and I probably Was but this match Really, to me, for the semi-main event I didn't think it delivered
0: Yeah, so right now on Grapple It's uh, an average of uh, 3.98 um, So yeah, I have it at four stars flat uh, You know, I thought it ended up being a good match There was a lot of hard-hitting action Of course, Abushi was taking flat neck bumps all over the place Abushi uh, tried really hard Yeah, he tried really hard But I just felt like I think cr- Evil
2: tried hard too
0: Yeah, I feel like the crowd was just drained After all of what they saw so far The show was already running super long
2: Is Evil a guy that falters when the pressure is on?
0: Maybe, because you remember the the Okada title match Wasn't as good as the G1 match where he beat Okada
2: It's weird, during the G1 He has these During the G1 I feel like there's less pressure Because he over delivers and then when they set him up for big title matches and big title programs He tends to deliver at a lower level than what i'm hoping for The one match in my mind that I can think of that was built up really big where I felt like he really delivered was the jericho match hmm Where was it? Was that power struggle last year? Yeah, it was that, Wasn't that so weird that they did that at power struggle? <laughs> yeah, but um That was one one time I really felt like he delivered but in many cases evils like When you don't expect him to do as good he'll surprise you and have a banger but when he's in these big spots for whatever reason I don't know it just doesn't connect and it feels like he continuously shows me that he's a talented guy but someone who's not main event caliber am I do you think I'm wrong in that opinion?
0: No, I think you're right. Yeah, I feel like he kind of. Uh, I feel like
2: there are people who are big evil fans will be mad I said that, but I feel like that's what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, he kind of chokes uh, in the bigger spots, and I mean, you just look back at all the big matches he has, besides maybe the Jericho one. Yeah, he kind of doesn't kind of even some of those never title matches, man. Right,
2: like even ones that like aren't all the way up, but some of them where there's a lot of the only one that I remember being really good was like what the Ishii one.
0: Yeah. Ishii of course, of those,
2: it's, a, yeah, it's ishii. <laughs> But I remember several of those kind of underwhelming me as well So I don't know man um, Evil to me doesn't feel like a guy that's breaking out in, in a very competitive LIJ He doesn't feel like one of the guys that's right. breaking out and moving higher up And sometimes I feel like the company moves him up in spite of his performances mm-hmm.
0: And I think something else that hurt this match I felt the crowd also knew that there was no chance in hell
2: no chance
0: That's what you got Yeah there was no Come ch- on
2: come <laughs> on come and get it
0: <laughs> There was no chance that Evil was beating Ibushi
2: Yeah that's true well we talked about that Just what like one or two weeks ago We discussed when we were talking about like You know uh camp Pro wrestling coming up And we we're like you know the top two matches are Foregone conclusions and the best we can Hope for are really Strong competitive matches that Elevate the guys who are challenging because the surprise element is gone. There is literally zero chance that right. evil or well, we'll get to the main event, but that evil's beating Kota Bushi. It's not right. happening.
0: So I think honestly, this is one of those matches where the crowd is just waiting for Bushi to win.
2: And we talked about this too. I said uh, a few weeks ago, I asked you, I was like, from a business perspective, it kind of makes sense why they're doing this because they're they're utilizing some of their um, guys that they're trying to elevate in a big. Main event spot where they're not blowing big matches and it's kind of they're kind of from a business perspective It makes sense but from a fan enjoyment and excitement standpoint We kind of know the deal and it kind of actually detracts and it's one of the things that made my enjoyment of the show Up to this point, I thought the show was pretty good not great Mm -hmm. But then these matches happened and I thought that this was just good But I I wasn't I wasn't that invested man
0: Yeah, I mean again, I had that four stars so obviously I thought it was you know great towards the end, but i I feel like you know it, it it took a while to kind of get to that that four star four star level like we mentioned on the show like the longer the match goes like a twenty four minute four star match is not exactly the best for us. i mean we we've seen ten minute four star matches so by
2: that by that logic, a fifteen minute five star match is much better than like a sixty minute five star match like Okada Omega.
0: Mm. <laughs> Interesting.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But you know
0: what I'm saying. No, like.
2: I, I do, I do, I do. You know what? But I think the three star level that applies to a little bit a- more, a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I, I thought the match was overly long. uh, just in general, I thought that the ending sequence was very good. It just, um, I mean, what, what, what did you see as being the story here? Because I gotta tell you, like, I wasn't. I wish. I wish I was paying more attention than I actually was I mean, it seemed to me like Evil was trying to ground Ibushi Most of the match
0: Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of high flying from Ibushi in this match And I don't know Do you think it's his ankle? Yeah, so maybe it's the, the ankle uh, Or maybe it was just the story they were telling of Evil Just really trying to ground uh, Ibushi I mean, there was or, all... or maybe protecting him between now and the Tokyo Dome True Because, I mean, there was a lot of lariats from Evil And just kind of keeping um, Ibushi on the ground uh, but well, shout out to Evil though. He had some awesome um, half and half suplexes. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, he was killing Abushi.
2: The ending sequence was fantastic, but the the lead up to it wasn't the best. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was. But, mm-hmm. but the ending sequence was awesome. The lariats and and the suplexes and um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of like awesome and some of the like ranas that Abushi uh, hit. Evil with as well.
0: Yeah, they were uh, trading headbutts and chops. um, There was a spot earlier on where Evil is going for the Bronco Buster, and Abushi jumps up and like double stomps him on the way in. I love. I marked for that spot. That was great. Does
2: Evil usually do Bronco Buster?
0: Yeah, but he doesn't do it like X Pac where he like rides their face. He just hits him once. Once, yeah.
2: I feel like it's been a long time since I seen him do that. Am I wrong or am I just not remembering? I, I feel
0: like he was doing it, it in the G1. I was
2: wondering if he I was I saw him do that. I was like, does he do that all the time? And I just like am not paying attention. Yeah, it's like,
0: I think it's like one of his signatures. That's
2: what I was wondering. I was like, is yeah. this one of I'm his pretty, like I'm pretty sing-
0: sure he hits it every match.
2: I'm like, is this one of his like I'm gonna get my shit in brother things that like I don't <laughs> <laughs> realize he always does? Yeah. Because for some reason I was like, oh shit. The Bronco Buster My god
0: Uh, So yeah so Abushi hits a big knee Then uh, takes uh, two Kamigoyes to put Evil away And he gets the win here And keeps his contract
2: Yeah and the crowd seemed pretty happy with that
0: And uh, and you can tell I think how the majority of everybody Was feeling because we got literally No questions on this match
2: Yeah we got no questions about it Um, At the end of the day This was still a a good match. Good pace. You know, um, they created enough doubt at the end to make it seem like maybe Evil was winning, but I don't think the crowd ever really bought into that. Um, If this stipulation hadn't been tied to it and it wasn't such a foregone conclusion, the match might have been better received by the crowd, I think. That's one thing that I think detracted from it just slightly and maybe why my enjoyment of it wasn't as high as it possibly could have been. But... Um, you know, this was the last big stop for uh, Kota Ibushi on his road to the Tokyo Dome and he secured his uh, title challenge uh, he, he retains the contract and he's going to be challenging the IWGP champion in Tokyo Dome January 4th
0: Yeah So speaking of the IWGP champion, Kazuchika Okada defended his title against Sonata in 37 minutes and twenty six or 28 seconds And let me say, you know, I have been predicting that these guys were going to go for a 60-minute draw. And I just want to say, thank the Lord that they did not go (laughs) 60 minutes. I don't know if I would have been able to make it to 60 minutes if they had went that long.
2: You didn't love this match?
0: Honestly, and we kind of talked about this briefly before we started recording. I think this was the worst Okada Sonata match that we've seen this year. Um,
2: I think it's... Weakest of the series that they've had in my Opinion uh, and again I like their series of matches and I think they've All been yeah good, they've
0: all been great but this one Man again 37 Minutes this Thing was just long They They, <laughs> they, they try to start off hot um, You know if like uh, I like the drop Kick story yeah the drop kick you know they play the whole You know Okada missing the drop kick they play that Story up they started off really hot And then they kind of went back into the kind of normal pattern of these Okada Sonata matches. And I felt like it just, it kind of drug a lot to me. Um, you know, once again, I went four stars flat on this. But an IWGP title match that goes over 30 minutes in the main event of a big show should be four and a half or higher.
2: Um,. I'm trying to think I don't I I want I don't want to say for sure that this was Okada's weakest title match But it felt amongst his weaker title matches in a long time Um, Did you like this more or less than the Jericho match? Uh,
0: I I think I like the Jericho match better Just because I don't know maybe because it was Jericho or something different first time matchup like, we've seen this match. This was, like what, the fourth time we've seen this match this year? Um, yeah. And then, plus, the this, this story going into the match, like, Okada was uh, six and one going into this thing. And again, who really believed that Sonata was going to beat Okada right before going into the biggest Wrestle Kingdom in history? Mm-hmm. Like, once again, there was no chance that they were not having. You know, their golden boy, the guy that's been at the top of the company for so long Go into the biggest, you know, two-night Wrestle Kingdom without the title
2: I agree with you In a vacuum that that's true But I will contradict you just slightly Um, And here's why Um, And I'm not gonna tell you anything that you don't already know But here's where I think they're smart in doing this match here I don't think this match is so much about that I think that this is another continuing chapter in the prolonged feud between Okada and Sonata. And because it's just another part of a long playing feud between them, it's fine that he wasn't going to win. Like it's fine that we mm-hmm. knew that because this is just continuing what the story that they're trying to tell between these two guys in particular, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that they did a fantastic job with the buildup with Sonata the fact that he had never beat Okada, and then he finally got that epic title or that epic uh, G one victory just a few months back, and obviously we knew Sonata wasn't going to win here, but in the Fabe sense, he was the most recent guy to have beaten Okada. I believe, uh, no, Okada lost to who at the end of the G one?
0: Well, he he lost Abushi, yeah, lost to Abushi, and then right. Suzuki and the multi man,
2: right? So, but he, you know, he he beat him in the G one. And so they I don't did you see the press conference?
0: I did not see the press conference, but I saw like gifts and videos and I have notes from the press conference
2: It was like 12 minutes. It was nothing. Uh, it was very 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 short but I watched it and sonata basically was like Who do you want to see lead new japan into the future and he was like I think it's about time that we see sonata and the crowd really popped and started chanting his name it wasn't a big crowd, it was just a small corking crowd, but he was like Oh,
0: for this is for the uh you talk about the contract sign. For the contract sign. Gotcha. And he was like,
2: you know, the guy that's gonna lead New Japan in the future, it's not Okada. He's like, it's not Naito. It's not evil. He's like, it's not Shingo. He's like, it's going to be Sonata. And I thought that, that was real interesting mm. because it's starting to kind of feel like he there's always been that sort of uh that um Interior like competition between lij members, but like that sonata is starting to he never talked before this guy never talked now He's doing press conferences <laughs> saying how he's, he's got the juice and he's about to, to run it on everybody. Yeah Um, But the, I thought that the match was good I thought it was very reminiscent like you said to a lot of the things we've seen from these guys in the past but at the end of it the emotion Of the loss of sonata to okada after he had ascended to this place to where It was believable in storyline That he could beat him and then he loses again
0: Right and it's a great call back to The Okada Tanahashi rivalry Um, You have Okada Mm. Elevate to that level where he thinks He's going to beat Tanahashi and Tanahashi Beats him and then he he Goes off crying with the same thing here With Sonata being elevated To the level or I beat Okada G1 I could beat him again but then doesn't even get the draw. He gets the loss. Eats a rainmaker, and then post match, he's um, crying. Very similar to Okada. Mm-hmm. They're they're definitely telling a long a long sto- form story here between these guys, and it's going to build to a bigger Sonata win.
2: That's why I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like they drew pretty well for, yeah. this, for this show, especially so.
0: with the typhoon.
2: Yep. Yeah. So from a business perspective, this wasn't a bad match to have at top. This was a great match for Sonata. Sonata just seems to be growing in popularity. But if you were going to put somebody in there that we knew, we know Okada's not losing the title right before uh, Wrestle Kingdom at this point. It's just not going to happen. And if you're going to do it, Sonata's the right guy to do it. And if you're going to do it, you do it this way. You do it in a way to where this is not building towards Wrestle Kingdom, they're putting money in the bank for something between these guys. For later even right. beyond this And that's why like I don't I wasn't as down On it if that makes sense as I right. was The evil Bushi because evil Bushi is kind of like One and done they're gone but evil Or uh, Sonata and Okada This is something that like uh Showbuckle can make like A killer video out of like Two years from now or a year from now when this Whole thing plays out so Right. That's why I appreciated it
0: Yeah and yeah definitely great story elements I guess just for me I was tired. I was, I was. Bro, it was a long pay per view. I a, don't blame you. It was a long show. I was tired. I was, you know, impatient with. Essentially, I was like, all "We've right. seen
2: this four times this right. year, and that's not any." I mean, I don't blame you at all.
0: And by the end of the show, I was like, "Okay, oh, just, just frame maker, this kid, <laughs> like, <laughs> get this over with." Like, let's. You're, you're
2: like, get this epic storytelling out of my face. I want to see these flips. I want to see.
0: Right. <laughs> I need y'all to do some uh, rich Ladder pro wrestling. <laughs> I need y'all to do some flat neck bumps. <laughs> I, need, I need y'all to do something wild, but not ended up. You know, I want four stars on it. Fine main event. I would have liked something a little bit, a bit of a higher caliber. We got what we got. We got some storytelling. We have you know the post match uh, Sonata. I, I
2: thought the post match was great.
0: Yeah, Sonata's uh, crying, uh, but uh, you know Okada kind of gives him the thumbs up and <laughs> <laughs> uh, the shake hands. Um and Okada says he wants to do it again sometime Then he talks about the Tokyo Dome main event Against Abushi. Abushi comes out, Ibushi, uh congratulates Okada Says he wants the IC And heavyweight titles um, He says it's no fun if you are on top all the time He says so I formally challenge you And Okada says Abushi is crazy for wanting both Titles and can't beat him easily You come at me first at the Tokyo Dome Abushi said let's do this Okada says he will retain his championship And thanks the fans for attending Um and he said there are a lot of people suffering from with the typhoon, and they're here to give the fans the energy to carry on. So uh, great end to the show here. So we have some questions here around this match. Uh, first from Reddit user Asai Yojimbo. That's says, my boy. <laughs> he says, okay, what do you think is going to happen with Sonata? I can't tell if New Japan is trying to push him or use him for champ fodder. They're pushing him. Yeah, I think we just pretty much discussed they're, they're that. They're pushing
2: him. They're, like, this is not this him.
0: Is, this is an elevation.
2: Yeah, he's being elevated Even if he was fed to the champion in this instance uh, I'm starting to feel like And maybe I'm crazy here I'm starting to feel like down the line Like he could be in contention for IWGP title run
0: am Yeah I, Am I crazy for no, thinking no. that? He's a very pop. He's over with the crowd He's popular Sells merch He can have a great match uh, You know He's hanging in there with Okada I, I think he can get a IWGP IWGP title run
2: they should at least have him in the IC title
0: picture. I think right. we have a
2: question about that. Yeah,
0: we do. Uh, so next question comes from Reddit user uh, Mr. Mayfield20. He says, "A bit late, but I wanted to ask you guys a question in regards to Sonata and Evil's booking in NJPW. They aren't going to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, especially against Okada, but they can easily win the Intercontinental Championship with no real issues. Do you think Sonata and Evil are being held back booking wise because the bookers insist?" Naito being associated with the IC title And JPW is hesitant when it comes to stalemate's for stalemate championship feuds But do you think Naito's stagnation around the IC title has hampered the growth opportunities for both Sonata and Evil?
2: Yes, yes and yes I've never thought of this before But, you know, as we're starting to see uh, Sonata be more involved around the IWGP title picture and he's not winning The Next natural course of action you would think would be to drop to the icy level where you would imagine he'd have to be a a, a Top contender maybe even evil as well But because they always have Naito slated there they can't I've never thought about it before because they do such a good job Kind of keeping the LIJ guys busy with different things that you you kind of forget about that sort of thing but Mm -hmm. you know if Naito wasn't if Naito was more involved in the IWGP title picture than the icy picture
0: would be opened up For both of these guys
2: I've never thought I don't know why I've never thought of that but when I Saw this I saw this question earlier today and I was Like this Mr. Mayfield guy He,
0: he knows his stuff yeah it's The first time commenter I think I, haven't, I, don't, I don't Recognize that uh, username
2: that's A great question and I think he he
0: hit It right on the nail or hit the Nail right on the head yeah and um, You know the, I think because they've been, they've been Focused so much on evil and so not as the tag Team mm-hmm. Um but that's I, that's their tricks. Yeah, that's
2: like that's like when they say NXT is developmental.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a trick. I I don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you know with the lack of teams, they'll they'll probably will be in the World Tag League this year. But I don't know how much longer they can try and hide evil and Sonata in a tag team part of the year, especially with the way they push both these guys. Especially Sonata, he's a really broken out this year, mm-hmm. and I I think he does need like an IC title run to kind of. Help build momentum
2: now he did say here that He was like he's obviously never Going to be Okada for the title I Feel like that's not true I feel like That could happen I I used to Feel that way but I don't think they would be doing This story the way that they're doing It if they weren't planning to pay It off at some point do you think I'm Right there yeah definitely I don't Know like to me that almost sounds Insane to think like Sonata this is a Guy that like for so long we're like when's he gonna step Out when's he gonna break out and now I'm like, oh, they're setting him up. It might not be now, but at some point, I really think, like, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins th- the title, even if it's for a short period of time. Like, yeah. I really wouldn't be surprised at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it's probably way too early, but I could see them building him to the Wrestle Kingdom 15, the main event.
2: It feels like LAJ's got to break up, too, by the way. With the way things are starting to go with all these guys being pushed at the top level, like, this is... A mega stable mm-hmm. but it's starting to feel like how do you keep this many like hot guys in the same stable if they're all like pretty much poised to be at the same level very right. shortly
0: especially now you have what four heavyweights in one stable yeah and i mean shingo's
2: at that level naito's at that level evil and sonata they're all like well i mean shingo hasn't really he he only recently graduated So I wouldn't say He's at that level But from a star Potential level Yeah Definitely he, He's definitely there
0: um, And I think too it, it might be good timing too Because with the Original Los Inglomer Nables the, Their future Kind of in flux With Roosh No longer being a part Of CMLL And we don't know What the rest of those guys Are going to do So it might be Good timing To just kind of Abandon that And break those guys up Since you know The, the core group is
2: Yeah but LA Or Los Inglomer Over in uh, Mexico Has been like there's been a lot of lull periods Where after, like, Lissandra left They were, like, basically nothing For a yeah. long period of time So, and it's never affected L.I.J. in Japan, honestly
0: Right Because I know, yeah They they still make tons of merch money And it's yeah. obviously the most popular faction But Yeah I just didn't know if that That synchronization Will kind of line up there I don't think it's ever
2: really mattered, honestly Like, they hardly ever recognize I mean, it's more like They just recognize Rush And that's about it right. Well, I, like, I guess Terrible, too Terrible, sometimes,
0: whatever. yeah Um Great question uh, Mayfield uh, Next question from user Dom homie 101 Thoughts on Sonata crying after the match Thoughts on Evil and Sonata Stock in NJPW after King of Wrestling Would it be a letdown if Evil and Sonata Are again in the tag title match at the Dome Just after being in the two Main event matches of King of Wrestling
2: Um okay a couple thoughts Um Sonata crying after the match I think that that's a really important story element
0: All Right like I said a call back to the Okada Tanahashi story
2: Yep, and I think that that was good for his character too Because he used to be the cold skull mm. He was the guy that never cared about anything And suddenly this guy really cares And he's showing how passionate he is About being the best in the world In the company And being the front, the, the, the guy that's the face And it it this happened so quickly Like just within a, a mere few months So it's a big character growth for Sonata and I don't know if people are picking up on that or not, but uh, here at keeping a strong style, we're picking up on that. We're mm-hmm. picking up what they're putting down. Um, aside from that, uh, the other part of his question is, where are their stocks? I think Sonata stock is slightly up. I think evil stock isn't down. I would say it's flat. Yeah, it's, it's stay. It's exactly where it was before this match happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's up or down. I think it's the same place. Right. Um, and you know what? It might be a letdown if they were in a tag team title match, but they might be.
0: <laughs> right, I mean,
2: it's it's just, it's it's um it's Wrestle Kingdom guys. Like,
0: I mean, we do got two nights. That's true. Um, but then the IC title is probably going to be wrapped up with the IWGP of title at some point. The problem that could be involved there could maybe one of them get in the, the never mix maybe.
2: But here's the thing: there's um. You know, when you have the IC and the IWGP titles Wrapped up at the top with, like, four guys, probably Mm -hmm. It eliminates that possibility for so many people Now we're, like, speculating Like, we we can't figure out what anyone's doing at Wrestle Kingdom So we're always just, like, the Never title? (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: for everybody Yeah Like, they're gonna have a Royal Rumble We're just gonna have, like, (laughs) a a 30-man gauntlet for the Never title
2: (laughs) So, I mean, um, who knows what these guys end up doing I mean, Can they really have that compelling of a singles um, You know uh, Feud Come Wrestle Kingdom that's not involving One of those main titles I mean Let's be realistic here The tag title match might be a good Spot for them come Wrestle Kingdom Time not saying long term But for Wrestle Kingdom that might be That might be a good spot I know it's kind of Disappointing for some people but I'm I mean what else are you going to have them do
0: Right like they would they would literally have to start a feud now
2: Yeah what are they gonna do
0: I mean well, now we got Super Junior Tag League They might be on undercards But there's not gonna really It
2: might be in a gauntlet Or something like that Yeah I don't
0: know Next question comes from uh, Wes Handley From the uh, Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group it Says if the ending Of the main event So emotional I gotta ask guys When was the last time You cried Did it involve wrestling Insert young boy joke here
2: What What A sex joke
0: no, I think cuz you you've mentioned like crying about uh, matches maybe. I don't know. Maybe gotcha. that, maybe that's what he was going at.
2: Oh, uh, well. Just being real with the audience here. I cried last night. Mm. It had nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a hard couple of days for the young boy. Y'all know what? Y'all don't know what hard times is. <laughs> you don't know hard times, daddy.
0: Oh man. Uh last time I cried um Probably would have been Like uh, Damn Maybe like a year ago Maybe a year and a half Damn Cold skull
2: (laughs) Bro you don't even cry When you're at church
0: And it it didn't involve wrestling You don't cry when you're at church Nah man I don't I don't really Oh my god Yeah I I don't really cry a lot I'm not that I I keep my emotions uh, Suppressed inside
2: Yo We need We need a lawyer for me We need a therapist For (laughs) me (laughs) My dog is hard, hardened <laughs> hard. Yeah, I, I I be crying all the time, dog. <laughs> yeah. low key. Uh, Nobody man. knows about it, but I be, I'm I'm emotional, bro. I'm in touch with my emotions. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I, I, I am not in touch with my uh, <laughs> my emotions. I'm I'm that guy that <laughs> that doesn't like, like a sad scene happening in the TV show. I'm just like, mm.
2: no, nah, not me. I I'll be watching the same scene and I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pollen in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So yeah. So that wraps up uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Any,
2: any final thoughts? Are you, how excited are you for uh, Okada and uh,
0: Bushi? I'm pretty excited. So that, yeah. That kind of leads us into our next thing here for the Wrestle Kingdom 14 press conference.
2: Oh, I wanted to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Match of the night: Liger Suzuki.
0: Mm, for me, match of the wrong. Is <laughs> EL, ELP and Osprey, <laughs> and I, I know those are those are the two matches that have the most varying opinions. Like you either hated or loved the of Suzuki, or you hated or loved E L P Suzuki. I've seen both matches are star ratings across the board for both of those matches. Mm. So it looks like we're probably gonna f- have a fight for match of the month for October.
2: There wasn't a better match in October than stuff on King of Pro Wrestling.
0: I mean, what else was, wasn't this, this is the first show of October, isn't it? Was there, was New Japan Road October? But there was nothing on there.
2: Do we name a match of the month for September?
0: Yeah. There's nothing else for the rest of October? I mean, the Super Junior Tag League stuff. I'm
2: hoping something at Super Junior Tag League is better than this level, because we're at the, like, four-star level here.
0: Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Okada Abushi they had, they had the Wrestle Kingdom 14 press conference That happened uh, early this morning um, And they made it official For Okada Ibushi For uh, January 4th You um, know uh, I've seen Some of the comments I didn't had a chance to watch the full press conference I know there was a whole exchange where You know, abushi's um, saying He's tired of uh, Okada being on the top Something like that And, uh, uh, and uh, Okada was like, sorry I'm so good Or something like that <laughs>
2: Well, no, I, I think he said that to um that's what he said to Sonata
0: No, I think He said to I think he said to um He might have said it to Abushi too but that is exactly Yeah what here he it was. goes so uh Ibushi goes You had the IW, that IWGB title Too long I really think that you are truly the best But I want to show you that I can surpass even you That I'm the strongest here and Okada says Sorry for being too good
2: Maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken I feel Like he said that or something very similar To that to Sonata mm. um At their press conference but uh Yeah I know um Okada's title run, man How are we feeling about it? Because I think it's uh one of the weakest ones he's ever had.
0: Yeah, I think we mentioned this a couple of shows ago as well. Yeah, this has definitely been one of the weaker title runs with a lot of kind of repeat title um challenges.
2: I know I know there I know Rich is out there being like, That's cause Kenny's not there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Kenny should have been the pimp.
2: <laughs> if Kenny was there, he'd have he'd have someone
0: to go with. <laughs> oh man! But nah. um, <laughs> but yeah. So they, uh, you know,
2: I actually I was like, we should have we should bring Rich on. I don't even know if Rich watched this, yeah or not. I don't think he has. Nah, I was gonna say though, we should get him on there. There's too much other. There's now now that AEW's out. I don't know if we're ever. I'm back on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were like y'all talk about AEW. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm straight. <laughs> Flag <laughs> uh, No but I was thinking we should have Rich on For uh, the end of the year award preview Like we did last year We'll see <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah so this press conference that made Okada Ibushi official official uh, Okada also said that he's open To defending the title On both nights on January 5th as well um, and We got a question here from ready user Dom one hundred and one. How will guys like ZSJ and Tanahashi play into this whole double champion story?
2: Have no clue. I did. T- I don't know if you know. Tanahashi did the belt.
0: Yeah, well, during when uh, Jay White was out and like J White like got in his face and Tanahashi was like, "I'm the greatest." And Tanaha and J White was like, "No, I am." And Tanahashi was like, pointing at himself, like, "No, me." When was that? It was after the six man.
2: Tanahashi wasn't in the six man with them.
0: No, he was on commentary.
2: Oh gotcha. Jay yeah, yeah. went
0: over to him on commentary.
2: I, wh- I was referencing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. What I was referencing was when Tanahashi left his uh His match and he was walking out after celebrating. He walked up to the camera. and He did the belt thing. Yeah. Yeah And I was like oh this man wants the belt <laughs> You just lost a belt man, but okay <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. I mean, I don't know
0: Yeah, and so you know they didn't announce What the the tournament would be or if the if there is going to be a tournament it
2: does seem like if, if Okada's defending on the fourth And then potentially defending again on the fifth It really lends And then Obushi's talking about having both titles It seems like that's the way they're going
0: Yeah So I guess there'll be another press conference sometime in the future To kind of give us some more details On what's going to happen there um, You know, what if,
2: what if they end up doing like a one night tournament For just the IC title Mm. Night one
0: And then the winner Faces the winner Of Okada Bushi. night two mm-hmm. They could definitely do that They could do that With like Just a few guys Yeah and You know I saw a lot of people Like Buzzing about this Press conference Before it happened And I thought We were gonna get Some kind of
2: Big announcement Big
0: announcement On the title Or There is Some information That we were given About something big That's gonna happen At Wrestle Kingdom that we can't talk about just yet. We got sources. Yeah, we have sources that gave us information about something big that's planned for Russell Kingdom. We can't
2: Isn't that weird that we have sources?
0: <laughs> we, we we can't <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, can't talk about it just yet. But I was I thought, oh man, maybe they're gonna finally announce that. And listen,
2: now- it's October fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, the year of our Lord at ten thirty nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Just remember when we told you that. There's some stuff that's going to be happening
0: Yeah, and so hopefully next month We're going to get the go-ahead to actually talk about it Um, But I thought it was going to be that, and it wasn't that Uh, So we had that announcement Then we also had um, the announcement for Liger's retirement matches Um, So he's going to team with uh, Tatsumi Fujinami He's going to be making his first appearance in New Japan since 2008 I'm so so freaking down for this Uh, Also Team with the great Sasuke and uh, Tiger Mask to take on the team of Naoki Sano, Shin- Shinjiro Otani, uh, Takawa, and Rish- and uh, Risuke Toguchi. Mm-hmm. And El Samurai will be uh, cornering Liger's team, yep. and uh, Kunaki Kobashi.
2: Kunaki Kobayashi.
0: Ko- Kobayashi will be uh, cornering Sano's team.
2: Bro, this is gonna be old man. Fire (laughs) I am so excited for this match I I know we talked uh the other week we kind of speculated like what if they did a match one night and a match the other night and one of the ideas we talked about maybe like a gauntlet or something involving many of his like previous foes bro this is like this is fantastic I mean I don't expect a lot from this I, I don't think this will be blow away or anything but like man all the nostalgia feels like Seeing Fujinami at a Wrestle Kingdom at the Dome on January 4th again, bro. Seeing Liger and Naoki Sano go head to or, head or Otani, like that, or Takaiwa, that's awesome. That is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm very excited for this.
0: Yeah, it should be, yeah, very fun. I'm glad they put this together for one of his retirement matches. And then also uh, for January 5th, will be his official. Last match he says he wants to go Out there and have you know a great Match and go all out I know there was kind of some um, Misunderstandings on Exactly what he was saying I know some people were Saying that he was saying that he wants To wrestle somebody he's never faced Before on January 5th But that was not the uh, Chris Charlton clarified That and said that he wants to Wrestle as many people He hasn't wrestled before Until January 5th so January fifth might could be somebody he's faced before, but he doesn't want to have you know a big kind of blowout, you know, give it all his got match on January fifth. Mm. And
2: yeah, I mean, um, it does it seem does it sound like that was a misunderstanding from Dave Meltzer's part because he was one of the people that said it sounded like he, he actually when I heard him talk about it, he didn't say that Liger. Had, he didn't say that he heard him at the press conference He said that what he had heard previously Was that whoever Lager went up against That he had said he wanted it to be um, Someone he never faced before And it be a dream match scenario right.
0: I heard Meltzer mention it And there were some other people on Twitter That kind of mistranslated And then Chris was like No, this is what happened This is what he actually said Gotcha um,
2: I mean, that would be fine I think that it would be fun for him to go up against somebody That he's never gone up against though before
0: yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I know Tanahashi has been a name that's been kind of thrown around. Um, I think that'd be a great matchup. Uh, but I think yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of great people that they could bring in.
2: I mean, I mean, if as a last match, if they wanted to do something that was big like that, that might be
0: the place you put Hiromu in. Mm. Uh, this might be out of left field. What about like Jericho and Liger?
2: Um, they've definitely wrestled before
0: Right, I know they've wrestled before, but I mean, just like, just the history like yeah. I think that would be, that could be interesting uh, If
2: that's the guy you want to send him out, uh, you know, against as his final, like, for sure
0: Yeah Um, so we had some questions, so, uh, Scott Ryan asking who does Lager face at Wrestle Kingdom So we just talked about the, the match, he said Muta or Tanahashi
2: Please not muda. (laughs) I don't know if you see muda move recently. Like I love muda, but please god. No Um tanahashi. I think tanahashi would be a really fitting guy for him to go up against for sure Um, that'd be a great way to send him off for sure
0: Uh now this next question. I think uh, i'm gonna have to rely on you mainly for the answer here So this comes from zach porter He says Now that they've announced ligers night one tag match Fantasy book your ten man tag team with your nine favorite liger contemporaries. Who do you have?
2: Okay, um, are we talking just people that like are still alive?
0: <laughs> I mean, he said fantasy, but uh, I guess I guess let's go with people who's alive, like, that could actually happen.
2: Because I feel like you know, there's obviously like Benoit Pillman. Those are, like, two guys that immediately come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I'm trying to think, like, because I forget names sometimes. (laughs) I've got a good memory, but I'm just trying to think. Okay, so, I mean.
0: I mean, Mysterio. I would.
2: Maybe. Like, for me, Mysterio is one. I mean, for me, like, Ultimo Dragon immediately comes Mm. to mind. Um. They said they had Otani in there. Otani's definitely a guy that makes sense. Um, freaking A. I want to, like, remember, like, wrestlers' names. Naoki Sano has to be there for sure, and he's already there. Great Sasuke has to be there. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do Tiger Mask. <laughs> um, let me just try and go back and just see. I don't know. Okay, so let's let's do the countdown. Like, uh... So for me, I've got Otani, Sano,
0: Ultimo Dragon. That's three. Mm -hmm. Who was the fourth one? Well, you're kind of iffy on Mysterio.
2: My only thing with Mysterio is like Mysterio, you could do Mysterio, but they don't have a lot of history. They only ever had one match, and it was in WCW, and I don't know about like like, (laughs) in WCW. Sasuke for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, El Samurai for sure. That's like, if he was active, I would have him in that match. Um, Super Delphin, I guess, would be another guy. That'd be, like, number six. Um, Koji Kanemoto, would be seven. So we got two, two guys. I mean, I can't really go Benoit. Well, yeah, you can't really do that. um, I'm just trying to. Think who else who can we think of because I've got seven
0: could you uh, you want you want to pull in uh Pillman jr to represent Pillman
2: <laughs> uh you could do that um I'm trying to look back at like from like the mid 90s like who who was like a contemporary that maybe because we already have Sasuke we have Koji Kimoto Man this is tough I definitely don't want to go Kendo Kashin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I'm trying to think of like Even like 2,000 Guys that he Went up against um, hmm. Like would you bring back a Kushida You could
2: You could Um, I mean Takaiwa You know what Takaiwa's a great pick We'll throw him in there. Number eight. And then, um, yeah. Why don't you throw in Jericho? Why don't you throw in Jericho as so number nine? Kind of represent that, that whole, like, you know, cause we can't throw in wild Pegasus. We can't throw really. I mean, you could, I guess you could try to throw in like Malenko or oh gosh, black. <laughs> black I mean, Eddie's gone, so we can't do black tiger. Yeah. You know, um, That'd probably be the that that'd probably be the guy, Jericho. Nice for me. So yeah, that's that's I think that's a pretty good lineup, right?
0: Yeah. And then uh, other news that kind of came from the press conference: we got ha- the uh, the Power Struggle, the four big matches for Power Struggle coming up in November. So we have Jay White defending the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Hiroki Goto, Kenta defending the NEVER Openweight Championship against Tomohiro Ishii. We have Tetsuya Naito versus Taichi And we have Kazuchika Okada And Yoshihashi versus Kota Ibushi And Hiroshi Tanahashi Interesting Get to
2: see Okada Tanahashi On opposite sides of the ring again
0: Yeah that should be really interesting And then uh, I think uh, I'm looking forward to Kenta And Ishii I think this this is a spot for them to finally have that Big like never strong style Banger that we had here And then uh, you know White and Goto haven't had their matches have been pretty um, good against each other So and that should be interesting
2: I liked both of their matches this year
0: Yeah Like like quite a bit actually Yeah they've been good um, So now you know it's, uh, Starting by the time you guys are hearing this Probably Wednesday and the Super Junior Tag League Will be starting So we're going to do a uh, Kind of a quick preview here of the Super Junior Tag League uh, those yeah, I was li-
2: like how do we fit this in
0: Yeah I know for Um most of you, if you're a new listener, uh, Super Junior Tag Team It originally was a uh, you know single elimination tournament uh, with junior tag teams That uh, kind of started back in uh, 2010 And then they switched to a block format And so it's a single block tournament So that means um, the two top teams will end up wrestling each other again um, so, unlike your G1s, it's not a, a dual block, it's a single block tournament. And, uh, you know, past winners in 2010, we had um, uh, El Samurai and Kenamoto defeating Apollo 55. In 2012, we had the Time Splitters, Kashida and Alex Shelley, defeating Apollo 55. In 2013, the Young Bucks defeated the Forever Hooligans. In 2014, we had Red Dragon defeating the Young Bucks. In 2015 we had Seidel and Ricochet defeating Rapungi Vice. 2016, we had Rapungi Vice defeating ACH and Ishimori 2017. Uh Rapungi 3K defeating Super 69. And then last year, Rapungi 3K defeated Kanamaro, Desperado, and Shingo and Bushi.
2: So Rapungi 3K coming into this match as two-time back-to-back defending tournament champions.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about them. So yeah, Rapungi 3K. Sho and Yo, obviously they're representing chaos. So they've been in 2017, um, in 2018. Yo was in the 2013 tournament with uh, Kushida. Uh, they lost in the first round. Um, so obviously, you know, Sho and Yo, they're they're kind of the the team that you know they're kind of like the cornerstone of the junior tag division right now. Like right. they're they're like the ace team, and they're kind of like the backbone of the division. Right now even though they've kind of been out of the title picture For majority of this year they're still kind of like The top Japanese tag Team
2: I think it's very Safe to say in my opinion that they will not Be winning this tournament
0: Yeah I don't think they're, they're Winning this year either but you know They might do some kind of Weird triple threat thing again
2: They better not that was I didn't like that it, It's a this is going to be a single block uh, Tournament again
0: Yes yeah, I didn't like
2: that at all I thought that that was I thought that was bad booking on their part last year Because at the end of it all We ended up getting the same match uh, At Power Struggle anyways mm-hmm. um, Or at Wrestle Kingdom afterwards So we got the Power Struggle match And then we got a rematch of, of the Power Struggle finals At Wrestle Kingdom So it just kind of felt like a waste of my time To have watched this tournament um, And the tournament was kind of mid so I hope they do something a little more definitive this time around when it comes to the tournament. But, yeah, uh, Rapungi 3K, they're probably at the top. I mean, they're definitely at the top of the list of guys, but I don't, I don't have them. Um, I don't think they're winning, and I also don't think that they're going to be in the finals. Hot take.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the current IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori representing Bullet Club. Uh, Ishimori was in the 2016 tournament With ACH and then last Year he teamed with Robbie Eagles when Eagles was still part of Bullet Club Um, I really like this um, Ishimori ELP team Um, I think they gel really Well together and I definitely think they Are better fit than him and Eagles And I do think These guys have a great chance of Being um, One of the top two teams that are going To the finals here
2: yeah, I think that if I had to place a bet and guess who might win this, Phantasmo and Ishimori make a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're my favorite to win it, but they're up there.
0: Then we have uh, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru representing Suzuki-gun. So they were in a team together in 2017, lost in the semifinals, and, and also
2: they- the longest reigning. Junior That's tag right. team champions last uh, that that title run they had last year the longest uh, reigning junior t- uh, tag team champions of all time so I mean they're coming off before that injury they they were coming off a really lengthy heralded junior run
0: you're right so definitely like the top heel tag team uh, like we mentioned they were in the finals last year in that triple threat finals and then ended up being in the title match at Wrestle Kingdom again the triple threat title match um, in 2014 Desperado teamed up with Taichi in this tournament. Um, So yeah, I think Desperado and Kanemaru, they are a great team Um, Sometimes they can lean too much into the Suzuki-gun tactics and the cheating But uh, when they want to go, they can really have some great matches Um, But unlike last year, I don't think these guys are going to the finals either I think they're going to be in contention towards the end and then get knocked out
2: uh, I think that's definitely a possibility although they're a very strong heel foil so I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see them going up against the Rapongi 3K or a birds of prey in the finals
0: mm. so uh speaking of birds of prey that's the next team we'll look at will Osprey and Robbie Eagles representing chaos uh in 2016 Osprey teamed with Gato in this tournament like we mentioned uh, <laughs> <laughs> previous uh 2018 Eagles was teaming with Taiji.
2: Yeah, so um, Birds of Prey, I, I mean, we've seen them wrestle together, what,
0: once, twice? Uh, We've seen them a few times now. So they've, they've wrestled... In, Ishi- in just straight tag team matches. So they wrestled Ishimori and ELP... Twice? Three times? Has it been that many? Or two times? Twice. So they had the non-title match at Royal Quest, and then they had the title match. So yeah, maybe it was only two.
2: A few times now anyways, but in any case, I mean with just a cup, a handful of matches They are one of the most heralded like Tag teams in the junior division already just based off of their offense and based off what we've seen from these guys so far Um, I think that if I had a To bet right now I think birds of prey is my favorites To win this tournament yeah I
0: think birds of prey Definitely is one I think they're Going to be one of the teams that goes into The finals of this thing
2: I think it makes a lot of sense With the feuds that they've been building up to Do an osprey and eagles Final against uh, The bullet club team Just because that's the feud that's been going And there's a lot of heat behind that And you know they can kind of build off of it Uh, And that might seem kind of predictable But I just think that's probably what they're doing Yeah but I think Birds of Prey, I mean, at this point we've gone through four teams and these are the top four established teams in the division. We're going to talk about the rest of the teams here real quick. But, I mean, if someone's winning, it's going to be one of these four teams. Yeah. Period, probably.
0: So up next we have the uh, the Coach and Coach Connection, Riske Taguchi and Rocky Romero. Both these guys have a rich history in this tournament with other partners. In 2010, uh, Taguchi was teaming with Devitt also in 2012. He was teaming with Devin. in 2012, Romero was teaming with Alex Kozlov. Also in 2013, he was teaming with Kozlov. In 2014, Taguchi was teaming with Fuego. In 2014, Romero was with Kozlov. Um, in 2015, DeGucci teamed with Mascara Dorada. In 2015, Romero was teaming with uh, Beretta and Rapungi Vice. Uh, in 2016, Taguchi was teaming with uh, Fuego. And then in 2016, Romero was still with Beretta. In 2017. Taguchi and ach and also Teguchi was a- with ACH in last year's tournament as well
2: Yep, so I mean, uh taguchi has never really had like a, a strong established tag team partner since the days of apollo 55, 55. I was I always want to say 58 for some reason but <laughs> apollo 55 Um, he it's kind of been like a recurring cast obviously rocky romero is the most decorated. Um junior tag team champion in the history of new japan he had long time you know partners in Alex Kozlov with the forever hooligans and then him and uh Trump Beretta with Rapongi Vice but this team specifically of Taguchi and Rocky Romero well I think they'll have good matches and they're both they're both coming off like well at least Rocky's coming off a pretty strong uh junior tour- well I guess they're both coming off really strong tournaments mm-hmm They'll probably have some. They'll probably be like spoiler type team that has some good matches, but there's no way that they're winning this thing.
0: No, yeah, I don't think they have a great chance at all. Um, then we have uh, Volador Jr. and Teton representing CMLL. Of course, this was supposed to be Dragon Lee and Teton, but uh, with Dragon Lee being fired from CMLL, uh, being replaced by Volador Jr. Um, in 2016, Teton teamed up with Angel de Oro. In 2017, uh, Teton teamed with Dragon Lee. And then last year, Volador teamed with Soberano.
2: One interesting thing here, and I think it's something that we should think about. In the past, they usually booked the CMLL team to take a lot of losses. And I'm not saying that that won't happen here, but it's Volador Jr. and Teton. Now, I know Teton is probably going to be the, the pin eater there. But these are pretty established stars Last year, Teton had a pin eater on his team And so and so did Volador
0: Yeah, Volador Yeah, teaming with Soberano They went 2-5 and five last year And Soberano was eating all those pins
2: Right, so it's just interesting That they've got Teton and Volador Jr. on a team I don't see Teton eating, like, all the pins This team's gonna get wins Which is something that's different from previous CMLL teams because they usually have some sort of like young young boy, you know, type wrestler to kind of eat the pins. I know Teton did eat a lot of the pins with the Dragon Lee team a couple of years ago and that'll probably be the case here, but I think that the CMLL team's going to do a bit better than they have done in the past. Like they're not going to be bottom bottom of the barrel, they'll probably be in the middle if
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Then we have uh, Tiger Mask. Unless
2: they really want to bury the crap out of one of CMLL guys so they can really cut ties with that company. Right. Uh, oh, oh, you didn't want Dragon Lee on this team? <laughs> All right. Take the, take these L's.
0: <laughs> Getting pinned by young boys. Yuya Yamora pins Teton. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, Yuya Yamora and Tiger Mask teaming up together. And of course, Tiger Mask has plenty of history in this tournament. In uh, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. 2016, 2017, 2018, all teaming with Jushin Thunder Liger. This is the first time. I love that,
2: I love that team, too, by the way. Yeah, they're uh, great. This kind of sucks. Yeah,
0: first time since 2012 that Liger's not in the tournament and not teaming with Tiger Mask here.
2: Tiger Mask has never done well in this uh, tournament with Liger by his side. And with uh, Yuya Yamura, which is a young line, I don't expect them to do much better. These guys will be, they might go 0-7, by the time it's all over they're definitely not winning Yeah yeah, And that's good. another reason too with With a uh, and we're going to talk about it here We've got two teams with young lions Which means two Cannon fodder teams to take a lot of losses That's another reason why I think that like the CMLL team and like the, uh, the Coach and coach connection team
0: probably do A little bit better
2: a little bit better because you've got Two losing teams here easily
0: Yeah so the final team we Have here is TJP Teaming with Clark Connors also been seeing TJP uh, Kind of reemerge in New Japan Since his uh, WWE departure uh, Being in the Super J Cup And a lot of these uh, American shows The Fighting Spirit Unleashed and then Clark Connors from the LA Dojo He was also in the uh, Super J Cup Um, So interesting Putting these two guys together Yeah, Yeah and like you said uh, yeah, These guys, uh, Clark Connors is probably going to be eating A lot of pins and of course if their team Does win it will be TJP Probably getting the pin on somebody
2: From a talent standpoint This This uh, This tournament does not look as sexy as last year's Tournament did but last year's Tournament ended up to kind of really be A bust it wasn't a bad tournament But I just remember almost everything being like The same level three and a half about Yeah uh, yeah uh, like almost across the board Right no great hardly any great Matches at all um, Which It looked like the better tournament between between this and world tag league last year This looked way better But world tag league actually ended up out outpacing them and outdoing them significantly when it came to match quality So even though this doesn't look on paper as great as the other one You've got four really strong teams at the top who are capable of really good matches so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some really good like little bangers uh, in here at the same time It's november October, November, we're it's power struggle time. We're getting ready for Dome season. I wouldn't be surprised if all these guys take a snoozer at this time of the year, which makes me wonder, why are we doing a league format instead of a tournament format? Yeah,
0: they should have done a single elimination tournament format here, but it is what it is. Um, so we have action kicking off on Wednesday from Cork and Hall live show, English commentary. We got Rapungi 3K versus uh, Desperado and Kanamaru, Birds of Prey versus... Uh, ELP and Ishimori, Coach and Coach versus TJP and Clark Connors, Voldor and Teton versus Tiger Mask and uh, Yamora. Then on Thursday, we'll be back with more live action from Cork and Hall or Pungy 3 k versus Bird to Prey, ELP and Taiji versus Desperado and Kanamaru, Voldor and Teton versus TJP and Clark Connors, and Coach and Coach versus Tiger Mask and Yamora. Then on Saturday, we have a video on demand show. With Birds of Prey versus Voldor and Teton, ELP and Taiji versus Tiger Mask and Umora. And then on Monday, there'll be another VOD show that has Rapungi 3K versus uh, T- TJP and Clark Connors. And then I just want to kind of fast forward to the end of the tournament here. So the the last live show will be November 1st. And the final matches that night will be Rapungi 3K versus ELP and Ishimori. Birds of Prey versus Desperado and Kanamaru, to go Toguchi and Rocky Romero versus Volador Jr. and Teton. So I think the Roppongi 3K versus Bullet Club and Birds of Prey versus Zuki Goon are going to be the two um, playing matches for the finals. Probably, and then I, I could see Bullet Club versus Birds of Prey rematch in the finals, or they could go. Um, they could always go Roppongi 3K against Desperado and Kanamaru again. So, be very interesting to see what they end up doing. The finals will be on November 3rd at Power Struggle. So the number one ranked team will face the number two ranked team. Um, I believe we had a question here um, from Reddit user A Blue Three. What are your guys' most anticipated matches for the Super Junior Tag League and? What would you rate each team's chances of winning out of five?
2: Honestly, I'm not really that invested in almost any match outside of Birds of Prey matches. Right. So like right now, the one that I've got earmarked as being the one that I'm most anticipating, which I think could be great. It might not be. But I really want to see Birds of Prey and Roppongi 3K.
0: Yeah, that, uh, so yeah, having a Thursday of this week. So yeah, I th- honestly, that was all I was going to say, too. I think, yeah, Roppongi 3K and Birds of Prey.
2: Everything else, I'll be reluctantly surprised if it's great, but that's the one. I mean, it's it's interpromotional or inter uh, faction. You know, we saw a lot of really great matches with um, Osprey and, and the guys from uh, Chaos during the uh, Best of Super Juniors. And that kind of like interpromotional rivalry will kind of be a play here. And yeah, I think that this is going to be, I think that that's a, a match to really pay attention to. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know other than that, there's nothing else really that I'm super excited for.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, uh, birds of prey and Bull club could be interesting just based story, off the long going rivalry. They've got
2: really, they've had good matches, story yeah. standpoints. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Bullet Club and Roppongi 3K Will probably be really good too
0: Yeah um, So he wants us to say Out of five Who we think uh, Their chances of winning uh, So Rapungi 3K Four Yeah I was gonna even say Maybe three Maybe three, three yeah. Four uh, Bullet Club Four
2: or five yeah, I'd go
0: four yeah uh, Suzuki Goon Like three Yeah three Birds of prey. I would say four, four.
2: So we're just going four on the top two teams. Yeah. Okay.
0: Coach and coach one. Yeah. Maybe uh, two. Maybe two. door and Teton one. One. Uh, Tiger Master zero. <laughs> Minus five. <laughs> <laughs> zero. Uh, TJP and zero. Connor, zero. Um, and yeah, that's it. So yeah, def so we think. And I can't
2: wait. We're, we're, are we doing a pick 'em contest?
0: <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> no, I do not want to do one for this junior tag league. Uh uh-uh. uh. Sorry, guys. All right. So, the last topic we have here tonight uh, before we go to the recommended match uh, NXT Japan rumors. Uh, so, first, we have a question from Reddit user Viking Payne. Did any of you guys hear about Meltzer's big Japan announcement? How big do you think it is to warrant a special Wrestling Observer newsletter report on it? Is it NXT Japan, and NJPW-AEW alliance, or a NJPW-WWE alliance, NJPW buys stardom?
2: Literally, I, I haven't heard a lot about this, but I, I saw something about it. So, when are they having this special report?
0: Well, there's some, like, WWE um, backstage show that they're doing on FS1 that's supposed to be airing sometime tonight. It's probably already airing or airing right now. I know it's, like, a late-night show. Um... But Triple H is supposed to be making some big announcement on there. And then I guess Dave's going to be doing a, a big a show covering this. And Is that that's tonight? Because I know
2: I saw something about, and maybe this is the same thing or something different. I saw something online where people were saying that, Dave Meltzer was saying that there's big, big news involving New Japan and that he was doing a special report
0: about it. Right. And So, so when's that happening? I don't know. I thought it was going to be this morning. Okay. But I didn't see anything, so I don't know. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff going around in Japan in general, so...
2: I mean, we know about the NXT Japan, so, yeah, we've, so we've talked about that. Right, so
0: there's NXT Japan rumors, and they're kind of bowling up now, and um, Lanza did a report on the uh, voice of wrestling in the wrestling uh, behind the paywall, kind of saying, you know, it seems like NXT Japan sounds like it's coming soon, uh, that they could potentially have uh, Mako Satomura and uh, Daisuke Sakamoto as trainers, and that they're planning... Uh, to run shows in Japan the first quarter of next year Now those are all rumors And like I said that there's the rumors Nothing has been confirmed about that yet
2: I mean it's working so good in the UK
0: Alright I mean <laughs> they Maybe we should focus on the US one first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, So yeah so we're hearing rumors of NXT Japan um,
2: All I know is I, I, I can't speculate but I know that they want to get footholds in different countries And things like that but If The past is any indication What was the whole reason that they sped Everything up and suddenly did something in The UK because
0: the UK scene was hot
2: Well it wasn't just that though it was the ITV deal
0: right yeah So
2: they were counter they were Counteracting what was gonna happen I would only assume That if they were to speed This up and suddenly out of Nowhere have an NXT Japan I know they've talked to people I know they've been kind of planning on it but if all of a sudden, they have it. Mm, that would make me think that maybe there's something going on with New Japan. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And, a- and, and I do wonder, like, this person kind of speculated, said, like, an AEW alliance. Like, I know that... I don't know if there's going to be one or anything like that, necessarily. It's something that people keep asking. And I, know, I don't know if that could work or if it would work right. at all. But, I mean, it's weird, you know, the... Way that that things have kind of been, like, failing with ROH, kind of been failing with, like, um, CMLL, it almost seems like. Like, all of a sudden, like, things are real hazy. And I've actually thought about, well, what if they did have a WWE alliance at this point? Because of of what's happening with AEW and WWE, what if, like, New Japan was working with NXT? I had that thought. That would be crazy. I'm not saying that they would do NXT Japan. Right. But what if there was a new Japan NXT talent trade or something like right. that? Right. It's something I thought could actually happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. As weird as that sounds. Yeah.
0: Just dude, because Dude, it, it's 2019 and wrestling man. like
2: the a- this AEW stuff is changing everything. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean I I do you think I I don't know what this is To be honest with you Like I've got no clue
0: I don't I had no idea And there's also that That piece of info That we can't talk about That could be part of Meltzer's report But I'm not I'm I'm very curious To see what it is If it even is
2: Anything at all
0: Right So We'll we'll see what happens I mean a lot of people too Were kind of hyping up The press conference This morning And there wasn't really Anything big coming out of that So Yeah I I don't know So yeah I'm hearing things About NXT Japan I, I don't I haven't really heard anything about NJPW buying stardom That would come out, come out of the left field for me uh, so What's yeah. that
2: guy's name, Yoshi? Yoshi Ogawa uh, Ra- Rossi Ogawa Rossi Ogawa Yeah
0: I mean, Rossi's always good about making a quick buck So He's Trying to make that money So we'll, we'll see what happens But yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys know what we hear And I'm sure the, there'll be some reports coming out later this week So that's going to take us to the recommended match of the week And it is my turn to pick the recommended match and since we are on the road to Power Struggle and the Super Junior Tag League is kicking off, I thought it would be great to go back to Power Struggle 2014. We had an IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match with Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida. This was a great match. I've never seen this match before. I love Red Dragon and I love the Time Splitters. A big uh, Alex Shelley fan. The Mortar to machine guns. This was a, a fun, uh, high-paced junior tag title match, and it was just so great seeing you know uh, Red Dragon in a uh, New Japan environment again. So definitely go out check this match out. Power Struggle 2014. Um, I'd go like you know like four and a quarter, maybe four and a half on this match. Uh, really great action here For sure And that's going to wrap Things up for this week uh, Next week we'll be back With a review of the first uh, Few nights of the Super Junior Tag League So make sure you connect with us on Social media on Twitter We are at K.I. Strong Style I'm at Jeremy L. Donovan And you can also follow us at Social Suplex on Facebook We are at facebook.com Slash social suplex. You can also find us in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, Facebook.com, Slash Group, Slash Wrestling Squared Circle. On Reddit, I am the Pro Black Guy, and Josh is Keeping it Strong Style. You can email me, Jeremy at social Make sure you check out all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Lada and James Boyd. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show from Scotland. Every other Wednesday, we have our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling, Grown Men Watch This Shit, hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryan. On Fridays, we have Get in the Ring with Danny and Beast Mike. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite with Boyd Johnson Jr., Amy O., and Tiffany. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We will catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Send me money.
1: Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style.